Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for October 26th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Obviously, obviously my partner in crime on Wednesday nights. We're back. The dynamic duo is back after one week off. Jesse, what is going on, man? How you feeling? What up, bro? Where you been, man? I've been uh, I've been drinking Guinness and eating Guinness beef stew, bro. I was an island. Oh my god! A life changing trip, bro. That's awesome. good, man. Yeah, good. Did you get refreshed? No, no. What then? If you didn't go on vacation and come back refreshed, why'd you come back, man? Bro, you can't be refreshed when you're serving or getting served Guinness, and you're going to a Jameson distillery and you're drinking all day, and then a Guinness brewery and taking class on how to pour Guinness, man. I felt like alcohol was running through my veins. Man, like you need to go to a meeting, man. You, I know. You all right, bro? I'm good, man. I haven't had a drink since. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Good. Good. It's awesome. How you doing, man? What'd you think of Dynamite tonight? I thought I thought Tony Khan and AEW had a fantastic show tonight. Um, just top to bottom. Just great wrestling. Um, some swerves in there, no pun intended. Even though Swerve is on the show in his own right, great match with FTR, him and Keith Lee. Great show from top to bottom. We got a couple swerves in there, bro. We got Brian Danielson, Willie U to some internal conflicts between the Blackpool Combat Club and then MJF and The Firm. Apparently, we are seeing the end of this partnership. I guess we'll start off with that. That's the big thing that happened at the end of the show. Moxley beat Penta, as we all suspected he would, in the main event for the World Championship, and MJF conflicted by what he should do because he wants his boys to beat up Moxley to make Moxley a little bit easier of a target for him at full gear. But also, he wants to prove to everybody that he can beat Moxley clean. Now, now I think you and I both know MJF, bro. I don't think MJF is going to go into this thing winning this title clean. But the conflict at the end of the show and then the turn by the firm on MJF really has thrown a nice little unpredict- unpredictable wrinkle into all of this. What do you, what do you make of this? Because... I said on social media, we're either getting played for fools, number one, or I even threw it out there, which is a wild card prediction. What if William Regal turns on Blackpool Combat Club and joins MJF and helps MJF win the world championship because of all the wrong that he did in his past, and now he wants to make good with MJF for the world championship? I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. <laughs> that's, a I... good, that's a good thing, bro. It is. It is, I guess. You know, it's not like confusion to the point of like, you know, stupidity. But I mean, I, I mean, you take that back a little bit because I don't know what they're doing with MJF right now. I don't I don't. It like is. This it is weird to see him. Co- yeah, shit. it is weird, bro. I, I, I knew you were felt feeling the same way. It is weird to see him come out acting all fucking baby face uh, MJF and then getting cheers, bro. He's not even where, where are the insults? 
Well, it if somebody oh, it was it was Lord Quaz on Twitter. He he said he mentioned it was like, oh well, look, in MJF is you know a tweener, and I replied back. I was like, is he though? I mean, a tweener, a tweener at least has a consistent disposition. I mean, it's it's consistent where they stand. It's usually somewhere right in the middle between a baby face and the heel. MJF is just swinging back and forth. We don't know if he's gonna come out hot, cold, baby face. I mean, we he's just all over the fucking place, man. It just feels weird when he's hanging out there conflicted on whether or not to join in a beatdown. At, at its core, this is who MJF is. He would, I mean, if you don't want to send someone to do it, great, whatever. But someone's doing it on their own accord, whatever, bro. Your problem, not mine. You still have a fucking title to defend. No, this guy's out there conflicted. Arr! It just does not seem very MJF like. So I don't. I honestly think, bro, we are. Oh my, bro, we just legitimately <laughs> talked about this before the fucking show even started. Wow. I swear on my grandfather's doom, bro. Holy shit! Holy crap! Wow. Well, spoiler alert. My boy Vandelli. I'll never, I'll never speak ill will about Abaddon ever again, bro. <laughs> Holy shit! Don't, don't, don't go that far, man. She's still. <laughs> Fandeli with a four hundred dollar donation right at the top. Wow, that's what we do on off the script. Vandelli, thank you so much, brother. I, again, you guys leave me fucking speechless, man. This is a weekly fucking thing. Over here. Holy shit. Wow. Vandelli just bombed my stream the other day, man. Unbelievable. Vandelli says, really curious to see where TK is going with the whole MJF firm Mox dynamic. Also, this good brother will be at the top at Mohegan Sun this weekend, but not for Rampage. I'll be celebrating my one-year anniversary with my girlfriend. I'm not the perfect person, but she sees if she sees this imperfect person perfectly. Uh, listen, bro. Um, that's awesome. You know, that, that's that's all that matters, bro. Everybody is at, you know, I'm not perfect. Jesse's not perfect. We as humans are not perfect, bro. Uh, everybody is born into this world with impurities, man. So it is, it, it's great to find somebody that accepts you for you. That's the most important thing. Cheers, my brothers. Vandelli, thank you so much, man. That is absolutely tremendous. Another round of applause for Vandelli, man. Holy ben shit. Delhi just popped up in one of my streams and dropped a $300 bomb, dude. That is crazy. Thank you so much, brother. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll see you at one of these meet and greets, man, soon. Uh, don't know what I'm doing for full gear yet, but we'll figure that out. So thank you again to Van Delhi. Um, Jesse, I think we're I think we're getting played, bro. I, I mean, I can't, I can't see he could do it. I'm not doubting MJF at all. MJF is what he says he is. I mean. The amount of fucking podcasts that probably are the same thing. It's a little tiresome. I think he knows it. You know, we don't want to stroke his fucking ego anymore. It is what it is. It's his show. He is the star. He is the face. I honestly think that he's playing us for a fool. I can't see him in this role, though he could do whatever the fuck he needs to do and do it perfectly. We all know where his greatness lies, and that is exactly what you would describe him, bro. That fucking prick coming out just... Being MJF, the MJF that we fell in love with, I don't know. I think we're I, I think we're being trolled here, bro. I think yeah, he's going to cheat to win the world title. I think he's going to win the world title, and it's all going to be one big master plan. That's what I feel. This still feels weird, though. Even even if say we're getting trolled and there's a there's a there's a you know a specific end game in place here. 
was this the best way to get there? I mean, again, a lot of this, and, and this seems to be the the, uh, the 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 thing that I end up coming back to whenever like something off and weird is happening in AEW. Is this was this the best way to get there? Okay, say 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 Regal is gonna turn or whatever the case may be. Okay, great. I mean, the way that they're doing MJF right now to lead up to that situation would still have me like, okay, that's awesome. But I mean, this was the best way you had to do it. I mean, tease an MJF babyface turn. And they've done that. They, they've done that a couple of times, bro. They, they've done that in many of his feuds, like teasing something, and then he goes back and and goes to what we know of him, and then. He, he, he teases this often. So is this Tony Khan trying to make an, uh, a very predictable situation unpredictable? Not to this extent. He no. I mean, th- this is, I mean, this is a full, I mean, it's, it's for all intents and purposes, the end of this show was, I mean, we know better, but I mean, again, for all intents and purposes, this was a MJF face turn with a full-blown firm heel turn. I mean, you know, but, Again, we know better than that, but at the same time, there's nothing left um, for MJF to do next week but to come out full of babyface fire wanting revenge on the firm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even too keen on the on the catchphrase he's got. He calls everybody devil worshippers. I think it's a little cringe, to be, to be quite honest with you. Um, and, um, you know, in some circles could be deemed offensive, but, oh, yeah. you know... Him saying that and him saying that he's the devil and we're all his devil worshippers. You know, they, they say the, the snake hides in sheep's clothing and the devil can disguise himself in many different facets. That's what I honestly think, you know, he could potentially be doing here because I do think it's a little weird that he comes out saying that and he presents himself as the devil. And I just can't see him staying the course here without reverting back to his old ways. I don't know if William Regal is going to, be a part of this. I predicted that maybe we get a heel turn there. Maybe we get a change within the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I, just, I can't see him staying the course here because it's not going to really... MJF is entertaining, but it's not going to be MJF entertaining at the highest. So, so okay, so we, are, so we know... What, what do we know? We know we're getting MJF and Moxley at full at gear. At full gear, yes. What do we know? We know that there is... No way that Max can not leave with that title. And we also know that Moxley losing that title right now is, once again, too soon. So it kind of feels like they're a little bit booked into a corner right here when it comes to that title. Well, who's, so, to, say, who's to say MJF even wins the title? There's a possibility that it could continue on into revolution. Maybe they prolong it. If they're going to go into this potential baby face turn for MJF, then it's okay for him to not win the title. Yeah. But if he's going to go in as MJF, you know, as the prick that he is, you know, to keep his credibility, he needs to win the damn title right now. So uh, again, it's, it's, I guess it's doing what it's supposed to do. It is putting a few more questions out there as far as what's going to happen at full gear. I mean, I guess I can appreciate that, you know, within itself, but again, Take, for instance, the, the encounter we got tonight with um, Renee Paquette and, and MJF. Which was brilliant, by the way. I need to see more of that on my TV. Right, but it wasn't savage. It was, well, I, I mean, uh, I thought her MJF face, was going to go all in on her, man. Her, her facial expressions thought otherwise, though. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you paid attention to that. Oh, and when, yeah, when, but, when he was running around like Moxley and, and speaking like Moxley, 
You know, that yeah. was that wasn't savage MJF savage, but it was no, savage no, enough it wasn't. to he a was, baby face asshole, MJF, yes. Who are we kidding? He could have done <laughs> much Where's much the where's the mention worse. of the alcoholism? Where's the All fucking right, mention of their dude, marriage? Where is it? Come on, bro. I thought I thought he was about to let it go. I thought I thought this feud was about to go, I mean, into the red. I thought we were getting all kinds of heat. Now, I thought it was about to take off. It didn't. No. It didn't. It I mean it had a chance to, you know, go into that that nuclear heat territory, but it didn't. It just, you know, the segment was entertaining as all hell, don't get me wrong. But again, he backed off because babyface MJF thing is going on. That's why I'm so confused as to what's going on with him right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be something to pay attention to. Uh, I, I still think at the end of the day, we are being trolled, and MJF is going to reveal himself to truly be the devil in AEW. The other big thing that happened tonight was the tag team title match, bro. I want to talk about this because a lot of people did not get my take and I texted Jesse this as well. A lot of people did not get my take on why I thought Swerve in Our Glory was the right winner over FTR tonight. And I know FTR is beloved by everybody. And a lot of people were hoping FTR gets the AW Tag Team Championships. It's not working out the way that you guys are fantasy booking. I have to let you guys in on a little secret. What happened tonight was the right way to go about it. Jesse, Swerve in Our Glory beat FTR tonight. And a lot of the people are upset, on social media anyway, that FTR is not going to full gear against the Acclaimed. I think a third match with the Acclaimed, with Swerve in Our Glory, is just as good as a match with FTR and Acclaimed at full gear. Plus, all of the story coming out of Swerve in Our Glory that could potentially reveal itself, which it did tonight. Swerve cheating, not once but twice. Um, him and the potential heel turn with Keith Lee. Um, that needs a platform. That platform will be full gear when they don't beat the acclaimed and Swerve is elevated as a heel and Keith Lee is elevated as a top baby face and they're both going to be on their way to being top acts in the company. Mm-hmm. And with, it, with everything that happened tonight, FTR, they didn't need this. Swerve and our no. glory did. And I think Tony Khan brilliantly booked this tonight and I'm very much looking forward to a third match between these two teams. Yeah, no, um... No, the uh, the um, FTR winning tonight would have been a creative, you know, nightmare um, for an acclaimed FTR yes. title match. I mean, just, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, the uh, FTR can't physically carry any more goddamn title. And the acclaimed physically cannot lose. Cannot Period. lose. At all. So what do you do? Do you want them the, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather have FTR get screwed over you know, in a match leading into the title match than trying to figure out a way to have FTR lose going into a title match. So this made sense. And yeah, since all of the, since All Out and since all of the, the, the Swerve and Keith Lee um, dynamic has started, you know, coming to a head when the Acclaim and, and Swerve and Our Glory first faced, uh, it's only apropos that it comes to a head in their third and final match. You know, once again, you know, for the second time straight, they can't beat the acclaim. And for whatever reason, you know, Swerve loses it. And, that, and that's going to be the end game. Swerve is going full heel and Keith Lee is going to be the baby face. And, that, and that's they're now singles guys again. And they got a feud for, you know, for each other. And there you go. They can drift off and do their own thing and come out of it, you know, however they may. But I mean, it's a few we're all waiting for. We can't wait for it. And it makes sense. So let's see it. 
How many people were upset that Tony Khan booked this random match between the acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory going into All Out? Everybody was like, oh, it's a, it's a match that was built off two weeks. Now look at what he's doing. He's making everything compelling, and there's a story within a story within a story here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been beautiful so far. And the other thing is, which a lot of people did not pay attention to, which is why you're on the opposite side of the screen and I'm here with Jesse, is the fact that Swerve cheated to win, and Keith Lee did not see it. Once Swerve, again, Swerve is taking it. advantage of the situation and his partner by doing dirty things, and Keith Lee has no idea. He's oblivious to everything that's going on, and that is also going to be a foundation for the inevitable split. Every time that um, Swerve and Our Glory has come out to um, promote or get themselves or interject themselves into a, into a tag team situation, it's just been Swerve. Just Swerve uh, being a heel at it. And then you'll see Keith Lee on social media. Like, I turned my back for a second. What's this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Swerve is being a dick here, not Keith Lee. So, I mean, from all, I mean, from what we can tell right now, clearly we're going to get a swerve turn. But, hey, maybe that's another swerve. You know, I don't see that coming. I, I, I mean, Keith Lee is the clear-cut baby face here, and yeah. Swerve is the, is the heel. But. Yeah, no, Swerve is definitely uh, so much more of a heel, better heel, in my opinion, than Keith Lee would be, but... Uh, yeah. we're, we're headed in the right direction here, and I'm very excited to see a third match there at Full Gear. And Full Gear, uh, no, Full Gear is shaping up to be a uh, really, really good pay-per-view for AEW. But we got a lot more to get into, guys. Uh, again, thank you to uh, Stephen Vandelli for the $400 bomb. We're going to get into uh, a lot of what we want to talk about tonight. We are going to get into the rest of the show, and we're going to get into all the news and rumors, which I guess we will start off with because there's a couple of news and notes that I do want to get into with Jesse here, being that some of them actually broke during the Dynamite broadcast tonight. And we'll, we'll start off with this one because it seemingly, Jesse, is a big story now that the reports are out, how true it is, nobody knows, that AEW may buy out CM Punk's contract. I think right now it is absolutely 110% all speculation because there was a report saying that AEW has had no contact with CM Punk, and CM Punk was told before everything had gone down to keep quiet. So how could he be in discussions for a buyout if they're not communicating with him? That doesn't really make sense, and all of Meltzer's reporting and the speculation is kind of just all that speculation. But with the news that came out today, and you and I went over this extensively. We did live streams on it. We went over every single detail from both sides that was reported. There was a report that came out tonight that CM Punk's dog, Larry, was injured during the backstage fight at All Out during the media scrum. Now, Nick Houseman, one of the guys that is, you know, partially to blame here because of his fucking faulty reporting and journalism, in my opinion, over at Wrestling Inc. confirmed previous reports that AEW had not reached out to Punk following the incident, and sources say that Punk was asked to stay quiet during the investigation, and he agreed to stay quiet. So there is no buyout right now. There may be, but there's no buyout right now because both sides have not spoken, and Punk was asked to stay quiet. From the perspective of CM Punk's camp, the scrum did not seem to like such a big deal And things only escalated when Punk's locker room door was quote-unquote kicked in and accidentally hit Punk's dog Larry in the face. Punk reportedly took Larry to the veterinarian a few days later for a pre-scheduled appointment and was told that two of Larry's teeth were knocked loose and had to be removed. 
The story adds that Punk felt threatened and the Illinois Castle Doctrine laws were cited. The laws cite that you are allowed to use force in the event of someone who's entering your place of dwelling. As of this writing, per Punk's camp, there's been no litigation against Punk. Ace Steel's wife, Lucy, was reportedly in the room and was not interviewed during the internal investigation. It was also reported that the following, uh, that following the Adam Hangman page comment on May's episode of Dynamite, where there was a distrust on Punk's end going into the world title match with Page at double or nothing, Punk was said to have been worried about things breaking down into a shoot fight. So, I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, there, there were two sides to the story. One side, I believe it was Punk's side, saying that his door was kicked in. Then the elite side said that the door was not really kicked in. They kind of forced their way in. The door wasn't right. kicked in, right? right. And now, now Punk's side again is claiming that the door was kicked in, and now it's come to light that Larry's, you know, well-being was in jeopardy here, and he had two teeth removed. All I will say is this, and I'll leave the floor to you. If Punk, and now this kind of presents itself in a different light, the whole situation presents itself in a different life. If I'm Punk, and I have one of my animals in there, and they get hurt, and it's because of his door being kicked in, as per the reports, I think CM Punk has every fucking right to start throwing punches, bro. I mean, I know I would. That's, I also, that, that, I also that think that information would have came out a long time ago. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know why why we're waiting now to report this. Where the fuck was all this? I also think we've heard about people getting bitten. We've heard about doors getting kicked in. We've heard about all kinds of shit as it pertains to that fight. Even Larry, you heard about Kenny Omega doing a fucking Superman dive and saving that dog. But now all of a sudden, today, the dog got hurt in that fight. The dog got hurt in the fight. Kenny Omega saved the dog, I guess, after he saw the dog in pain. Lucy, Ace Steel's wife, was supposed to be watching the dog. I don't know where the fuck she was in this entire story. That's what we read earlier in the report. Um, I don't know, bro. If I'm punk, I'm throwing punches as well. If my door is, if my door is kicked in and my fucking animal is hurt and the, the, the door slams in my dog's face. If I'm, if I'm Phil Brooks, bro, I'm throwing punches as well. I heard the door was kicked in, and like you just said, I, then I heard that it wasn't actually actually kicked in. But then, all of a sudden, it was kicked in, and now we're going to cite the the Illinois Castle Doctrine in yep. there, because if it wasn't kicked in, then you trying to stand behind the, 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 the Castle Doctrine won't hold up. So it's important that the door was kicked in. Yes. So it's important that that resurfaced of how it was kicked in after it was debunked. I don't buy all this shit going on. And, and anyone sitting in that fucking locker room reciting um, um, uh, castle doctrines and what you legally can and can't do in Illinois tells me that that's the person holding up the fucking investigation too. So let me get this straight now. With, with all that we know, with this little piece of information that we know, right? It, it kind of, and punk, believe, believe us, believe me, believe you, Punk is in the fucking wrong here. He's got a lot of wrong in this entire situation. Nobody is innocent in this thing. T uh, Tony is, uh, is guilty. Paige is guilty. The elite, Omega, everybody is guilty. It, it could have been done a lot differently. But what I want to point out here is if Punk is painted in this semi-decent light here and this, this doctrine law is now brought into effect, but the elite bro tonight is being is being vignetted on TV for a, for an imminent return, and they're coming back to TV now. Punk can't come back to TV because he's hurt. It, it seemingly looks like they're getting away with it. 
they're 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 being rewarded with back on TV, getting put getting put back on TV. If this is the case, bro, and this is the story that happened, why are they coming back to TV now? I would I would extend their fucking punishment. Why? They've already been out a month. So what? Well, we gotta extend it because we just now found out about Punk's ugly dog. Doesn't matter if it's if, an ugly dog or not, bro. It's a fucking animal. If that dog lost a couple of teeth, it'd be an improvement, man. Oh, look. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right, look. All right, see, 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 bro. See Punk's it. gonna block you on social media. No, no. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Dude. Nobody wants any fucking harm to come to a dog. I just, I don't, I don't think the dog was fucking hurt. Dude. I mean, are I'm we be, being, are we being worked? I don't think. Is, the is dog this an was elaborate hurt. fucking work, bro? I, I don't think that dog was hurt in that fight. I think we would have heard about it when it happened if that was the case. Well, then Nick Hausman has another fucking uh, X next to his name for uh, faulty journalism. Not not to say it's faulty journalism, bro. That's not to say he wasn't told that by someone. I just don't believe what he was told was true. You know, you got you to gotta understand. He may have someone from Punk's camp give him that information, but that doesn't mean it was the truth. It just means that someone told Nick Hausman a lie. You don't know what to fucking believe anymore. I I don't. I just I, it just that dog was the center point of this fight. Ever since we found out that Kenny Omega, you know, tried to save its life, how come we didn't find out that it was hurt then? How I don't know. Just now getting out. I don't know. I mean, on the I, I day mean, I mean, on the I, day they start filming fucking return vignettes for the elite. Now Larry's got two fucking teeth removed. Now now Larry got hurt in it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I put up a, I put up a tweet. I put up a tweet earlier. <laughs> and I, I said, maybe don't participate in bring your ugly dog to work day on the days where you plan to bury your employer. Okay. It's, yeah, all right. I was fucking kidding. I don't want to see anyone's dog getting hurt. I have a, I have a dog myself. I don't think that dog was hurt in that fight. I really don't. I, it just feels like that would have been information we would have gotten somewhere before, like you said, tonight when we're now getting vignettes of the Bucks and the Kent. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I just, no, man. Come on. That's like finding out that, oh, oh, also in the fight, we didn't notice until right now because it just came out today, but Brandon Cutler surfed two black eyes. Yeah. That was missed. No one reported that at all. I don't fucking believe it, dude. Yeah. I, I, I just don't believe it. Anyway, speaking about the elites, uh, the elite got a vignette tonight, and after being suspended with the all-out situation, the Young Bucks, Ken Omega, haven't been seen on TV or in any official capacity uh, in over a month to the level in which Kenny Omega was even pulled from AEW Tokyo Game Show uh, promotional appearances for uh, Fight Forever. So we've learned from Fightful that for the first time since All Out, there is backstage talk of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks coming back to work at the very least in a backstage capacity. One source says that they heard it could even happen imminently, but nobody we heard from at Fightful could definitively tell us when it's expected. Then there was an update uh, from Fightful's end, and they reported that Don Callis was backstage at Dynamite tonight. He was also in Jacksonville at Rampage. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were backstage tonight at Dynamite. So things are certainly a brewing, bro. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. It is it is starting to pick up. And I'm like everybody else. I'm really tired of it. I mean, we had to deal with it when it happened. Great. We dealt with it in the weeks after it. Okay, fine. I mean, it should be over. If I found out, like you, if I found out now that that the Bucks and Kenny. We're getting extended suspensions because of what we just found out about Larry's dog. 
I would be through the fucking roof. Yeah. I would be through the roof. That was that's that's fucking stupid. I mean, you should have said something at the, when the first. Okay, so if they would have found out about Larry when it first happened, then now would have been a good time to come back. But since we just heard about it, we need a longer fucking suspend. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's over, man. The shit is over. Unless there was a new fight, it's over. And nobody told Punk to bring his fucking dog and then go out and try to bury the company. I mean, all, all kidding aside. You now, brought do, your dog to work. Do, do you believe? Do you believe the buyout stories that we've heard throughout uh, the last week and a half? Do you believe that AEW will buy his contract out? Do you believe he will be uh, back in AEW? Do you, Do you see him in WWE? Do you, Do you believe these reports about Triple H now softening his stance on on CM Punk? I know there's been a lot of it, and we haven't done a show since before I went away on vacation. But how you feeling about all this? I, I think I'm still in the same boat about. Uh, where we were before all of this went down. I, I don't think he comes back, but at the end of the day, I hope he does because it would be fucking foolish to not make money off of all of this. They have to be fucking stupid if they don't see that. Um, Punk, uh, Punk will be bought out. It's the only reason Punk wasn't flat out fired is because he threatened litigation against his contract because, you know, this isn't WWE anymore. So he wasn't fired. He will be bought out. He is not coming back to AEW, and he's not going to WWE. Roman Reigns won't allow it. You think Roman Reigns won't allow it? What was the story that that someone of major influence was heavily against CM Punk coming yes. to WWE? Yes. Who has more influence than anyone in that fucking locker room? Roman Reigns. Who hates CM Punk? Roman Reigns is not a fan of CM Punk. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's not going oh, who to knows? Him. Roman Reigns might not even be there by the time he gets there. Uh, if they won't, Roman, it doesn't matter if he leaves. He ain't leaving forever. The Rock is gone. Do they want to piss off The Rock? No. He's coming back. He'll leave. He'll do his movie. He'll do the same path that The Rock did. He'll leave, go to Hollywood, come back for major events, just like Cena, just like Rock. Roman's gonna leave too, but that don't mean that don't mean they don't want they want to piss him off. And look at Punk, dude. He's come back one year, two major injuries, and he blew up the company he worked for. Why would you bring him in? Why? I don't know. The guy I, is fragile. The guy is everything that you claimed he was 10, 12 years this ago. This is exactly what I said. Like, what, is, I mean, is he going to be a needle mover for WWE? Absolutely not. He's not. I mean, it's going to be, oh, my God, here? he's there for one night, right? The, the debut night. And, and is it going to is it going to trump what he did in Chicago for a first dance? <laughs> no. 
What, what is it going to be? Who do you want to see him wrestle? The only one I want to see him wrestle is either Triple H, who can't wrestle, or Roman Reigns, which he won't wrestle, because we know how that's going to end up. And I said that word for him. We know how it's going to end up. No, it, it, would be, it would be stupid. WWE would look stupid for picking up Punk. Punk would Tony look Khan. stupid, bro. Never mind WWE. All eight years, he's fucking vilified them, bro, to go back yeah. there. I mean, he would yeah. never be taken seriously in any wrestling circle or in life ever again. You know what would be awesome? I mean, it's not midnight yet. What if Tony Khan fired CM Punk today? I don't know. On his birthday. Then he got fired on his wedding day and his birthday. Listen, he's filling out his uh, firing bingo card, bro. Get fired on his wedding day and his birthday. Next is vacation. No, Next so, is a bar mitzvah that he goes to yeah. for a friend. You know, <laughs> fire him on Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> so punk punk was punk was a must for TK when he got him a year ago. So this is not egg on Tony Khan's face for getting punk. He got him. It, it, it was a must. You you had to. Um, it burned him in the end. You're gonna part ways. You know you're gonna cut your ties and be done with it. If WWE picked him up and this same shit happened to them, they look like complete morons. Yes. They look like complete morons. The I only mean, the only way, the only reason why CM Punk would end up back in WWE is to fulfill a fucking fantasy that Triple H has thought about since he fucking got uh, re- removed from power in WWE, bro. He wants to take that knife and stick it in the back of AEW and twist that motherfucker like nobody else. That's all this, that, that, that's all that this would do. It would fulfill a sick fucking wild fantasy by Paul Levesque. I think Triple H and and Roman Reigns hate Punk enough to hire him just to be able to fire him again. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's no way. There's no way Punk goes back to WWE, except if they get him to agree to a Hall of Fame induction. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That is it. Nothing else. I mean, I mean, listen, we 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 could call we could call Scott Demore right over at Impact. You, you want to see him in Impact? Yeah, I mean, it, it may it may get their viewership from eleven to about nineteen, bro. You know, for for about seven, you know, eight years or whatever, man. The guy was completely content with doing what he does, and he didn't need pro wrestling. I think he's just gonna go back to that. He came back because the money was right, the situation was right, the timing was right, everything was right. The stars were on the line for Punk to come back. You know, it didn't go well. You know, for whatever reasons, punk reasons, you know, buck reasons, whatever, whatever reason it didn't go well, it ended. I think he just takes his buyout and I think he just goes back to doing what he loves to do, which is, you know, hang out with his fucking hot wife and watch fucking hockey, dude. I mean, that's the guy doesn't have to work anymore. But he doesn't want to. He's done. I think so. I, I think at the end of the day, he's done. Nope. But, you know, it's going to be an ongoing situation. We'll be talking about it until that man has fucking full rehabilitation and his back end ring ready. So. It's going to be a topic of discussion for months and months and months to come. Yeah, but- I also, I also, I also, I feel like that Punk realized at the end of that match with Moxley when he knew he was injured. I think he realized with the foot injury and then this injury. I think he realized that he cannot go in the ring at his age anymore without fucking going through. I mean, the injuries that he's been going through, and I think he mentally fucking call it a call it a day then. So he, I think he knew he was done in his full time in ring work. To be honest with you, yeah, could be, uh, could be a reason for that big look at, at the end of that fucking squash match where you look back at Moxley holding the world championship. It, it may have all come to a realization. I may be done here. Yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, one last news and note here uh, on Tony Khan. He was on 
busted open radio, and he did mention something that is kind of angering him, and Eric Bischoff is the one angering him. Eric Bischoff says that there's no booking, that the booking sucks in AEW. So Tony Khan obviously opened himself up for this, this statement on open, uh, Busted Open Radio. He says this, and I quote, It could lead to something with two completely different people, meaning that he books matches just for the sake of booking matches. The majority of the time, or certainly a large percentage of the time, you should have a lot of story built into a match. You know, this perception that you just can't have two people come in and fight, it could be the start of something. It could lead to something with two completely different people. Who knows? But there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. In this case, to see the person who probably put more cold matches on TV and did it successfully and did it well, say that it's an abomination to do it, it's pretty contradictory. So I found it really ironic when I hear Eric Bischoff talk about why this match is happening or why that match is happening. Why did 60% of the matches on Nitro happen, honestly? That was when Nitro was a better show, and they tried to change it into something else, end quote. Now, what do you think about that, Jesse? Do you agree with Tony Khan and the way he's doing things? And Eric Bischoff, you know, this saltiness from Bischoff, like you say always, it's these old fucking geezers wanting to remain relevant and they get their name out there by saying these these outlandish things. I honestly feel like Eric Bischoff is a salty bitch and he wants to continue doing what Tony Khan is doing or would like to be a part of what Tony Khan is doing or something like AEW or something like WWE. But he's settled into this podcast role, and that's all he's doing right now because of the attitude that he's given off and the saltiness that he is. Nobody wants to work with him anymore. And, you know, a lot of people look at Eric Bischoff for, yeah, Nitro's success, but they also blame Eric Bischoff a lot for Nitro's failures. And it feels like jealousy, and it feels like, hey, that should be me. Tony Khan ain't doing it right. I could do it. Let me get that type of roster and that type of payroll. Let me show him how to do it. Meanwhile, he had his own fucking problems, and I, th- I just think it's jealousy. When Bischoff was running WCW, he had, he had, a, he had his own catchphrase. It was, was it controversy equals cash? Yes. Controversy creates cash. Creates cash. So now as he's in the podcast business and whatever, whatever the ventures that you know he's in right now, he sees the analytics. He sees that when he does a show talking about Buff Bagwell. <laughs> yeah. That his show doesn't get the same um, traction as it does when he does a show and says, AEW sucks. So... Let me see. Do my numbers here for the week. When I talked about Buff Bagwell, I got about forty-seven percent less traction than I did when I get just bash Tony Khan. All right, I'll go back to bashing Tony Khan. All right, next week. Next week we're gonna talk about Juventud Guerrera. Again, numbers tank it. Let's go back to talking about Tony Khan. Now they're back up. Well, I see my numbers lie. Every week, I'm just going to say something that I don't like about AEW, and my numbers go up. And here we are, talking about him and what he thinks about AEW. I've said it every time. Who cares what Eric Bischoff thinks about what Tony (laughs) Khan is doing with AEW? Who gives a shit? 
why do, why do people keep giving this guy a platform and 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 giving his opinions weight to the point where it's a thing of controversy? Tony Khan shouldn't even be talking about him. Who gives a shit? You know, I Tony mean, Khan wears his heart on his sleeve, bro. Ignore him and really make him mad. You know, I mean, I, I, is he right? He might even be right on a couple of things he says, dude. I mean, to be honest, I'm not saying he's wrong, but at the same time. His opinion is no better than mine. Bro, why are you going to disbuff the stuff that way? I love buff. <laughs> I you love know, he buff. told Chris Van Vliet he's got one more run left in him. Yeah, I, I heard about that, man. How about he get his demons under control first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm I'm, I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I love buff. I follow buff. Buff followed me back, man. And 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 he had a, he had a relapse recently. And I'm, I'm, I'm praying for the best for him, man. But let's get that under control before we talk about making another run first, man. You know who needs a fucking run, bro? And this is the last news story we'll, we'll do before we get into uh, the show tonight. Uh, Miro. Where the fuck is Miro, TK? Huh? Where's Miro? Where's Wardlow? Where's Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs, bro? That's what I want to know. What the fuck is going on? Ricky, the Ricky Starks was on Dark last night. Guys. Was he really? Who'd he wrestle? Some bum? I don't fucking know. No, J.D. Drake, I think. The fake J.D., by the way. Two I fake JDs running around this industry, man. I'm the real JD, okay? I thought the fake JD was in NXT, man. Yeah, JD McDonough. Yeah. And there's only one fake JD. Which, well, which JD Drake, too. It can't be two fake JDs, yeah, man. Listen, man. I, guess I know my, a, I, listen, my initials are fucking cool, man. I got, I got a bit, you know? No, this, this, you know, it. You could be JB, bro. I, I could be. So. Lana. Gonna, Lana, so, Lana, gotta, bro. Lana. You heard about I, this I, one? I got a legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What, what question you got for me? Oh, fuck Lana. If I'm not getting Miro, I don't want CJ Perry. Yes, but she gives a reason why he's not on TV. I don't need Lana to tell me why. Okay. Without knowing what she said. Without knowing what she said. I'm saying that he's not on TV because Tony Khan does not know what he's doing with Miro. What did Lana say? Lana was asked about, and she, this was also on Busted Open Radio, by the way. Uh, you know, TK was there. Lana was there. So, listen, this is her being open and honest. CJ Perry, Lana, was asked why she feels Tony Khan does not use Miro in AEW. She says this, and I quote, I have a lot of opinions about this. Tony Khan has a vision. At the end of the day, let's just say this. If it's 100% real, I think there's this illusion at AEW that the talent books the show. That was definitely the conversation. Oh, you go there and you're basically going to become whatever you're made of. But at the end of the day, he's booking the show. Tony Khan's booking the show. It's really no different than WWE. It's just a different director and a different person's point of view. It's like comparing NBC to HBO. At the end of the day, he's going to make the final call. That's what it is. Tony Khan has his favorites and he's going to push his favorites just like Vince would push his favorites, just like Hunter is going to push his people. It's a show business. It's nothing personal. It's just what it is. I think my husband is incredible. I feel Vince really valued him in that way and saw that. They hit heads a lot of times towards the end on creative differences. Vince really wanted him as a villain, and Miro wanted to explore this new world. Again, I just take it like I do Hollywood. It's casting. It's the director. It's the showrunner. And at the end of the day, we are higher talent. If you really don't like the person you're working for, then go start your own wrestling promotion and see how that goes for you. End quote. So she blamed Tony Khan. Uh, in uh, the longest way possible, yes. So I just simplified what she said. <laughs> I mean, I didn't need I didn't need Lana to tell me that. 
I mean, so I mean, so we know why he's not there. Unless unless she wanted to say injury, then we know it's Tony Khan. So I mean, so that's done with that. I mean, I got a question though. Who's gonna show up on TV first? Sasha and Naomi or Miro? I honestly, bro, listen, bro, I think we get Sasha and Naomi. Listen, I don't know. It's either Survivor Series or Royal Rumble. I would say Miro. I would say Miro. Where in but Survivor the hell... Series is in Boston, which makes me want to say Sasha Banks. Where in the hell is Sasha and Naomi, dude? Who cares? Maybe someone who's trying to figure out where Sasha and Naomi is. What are they doing with the women's tag team titles? Who cares? <laughs> Not Sasha and Naomi, apparently. <laughs> why am I looking at Sasha and Naomi? And, well, why am I looking at Sasha in New Japan? Maybe Boy, she wants Japan. to go wrestle. Not New Japan. She's just in Japan. Maybe she. Maybe she's a free agent, bro. Who the fuck knows? I mean, they're letting Carl Anderson go to New Japan and wrestle uh, for his uh, never, uh, never open weight championship. That's funny, man. <laughs> that's that's fucking funny. I mean, Carl Anderson is just Carl Anderson, but. Dude, New Japan does not play. Carl Anderson's a sly motherfucker, though. It, you got to give him that, man. He, he, he knows how to pull the strings. Don't burn bridges like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, that's what I said today. I'm like, you, you can't fucking do that. That's disrespectful. That's don't, don't, they don't play around when they come no. to shit like this. And people are saying it's a work. It may, have been, it may have been a work what you saw on social media with what he tweeted, but this wasn't a work fucking two, week, two days ago, three days ago. New Japan is pissed off. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> and, and that's what and that's what I'm starting to hate about the wrestling community in 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 its entirety as a whole. Anytime, anything, ever fucking happens in this lifetime, you ask a pro wrestling fan, they'll tell you, "Oh, it's a work." I, if I gotta hear that shit one more fucking, time. everything is a work to these people. Everything, I don't care what happens, it's all a work. Vince McMahon brought up on charges, you know. Oh, that's that's a work, bro. That's a work. Oh, well, he's being investigated by this. No, that's all a work. That's just a part of the storyline. They think everything is a work. I have yet to see one real thing happen in pro wrestling that someone didn't accuse it of being a fucking work. Oh, so next time you tell work. me, next time you tell me something over the phone that's semi-serious, I'm gonna be like, bro, it's a work. It's a work. <laughs> it, it's a work. I mean, they 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 instantly lose the ability to tell. The difference in real life in pro wrestling they just they just can't gauge it anymore at all everything is a work soon as hangman went down with a concussion oh that's a fucking work man you see that people say hangman shit was a work yeah is anything not a work to these people it's a work brother <laughs> seriously everything anyway guys listen we're gonna get into the review now i want to thank you guys so much for joining us man Couple of news and notes we we went, we went over for AEW. Wanted to get it out of the way. We're gonna get into the review right now. Also, I just want to make sure you guys are aware. Hit that thumbs up. I only see 520 likes, guys. That's unacceptable. I need a thousand likes minimum on the AEW Dynamite post show tonight, man. A thousand minimum. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Memberships are always open. Always taking applications for the VIP club, aka channel memberships. Get them on in. Would love to have you. And make sure you guys go check out the extra that I posted today, man. 30 minutes of extra for you. Go and check it out. We talk about Triple H being open to CM Punk's return. Toxic comments made by Britt Baker. And we talk about the Carl Anderson New Japan situation. On top of Ava Reigns' NXT debut, which I did not like, which 
people shit on me for yesterday and were a little bit more understanding of where I was coming from today, which is always a good thing. Go and check that out on the homepage. She came blocking twice. No, yeah, she blocked me. She blocked me before I could even uh, get to see her on TV. So <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, anyway, guys, go check that out. And uh, I would really appreciate it. So please hit that thumbs up. That's the most important thing. Helps out the channel. Helps out the video. Helps out the channel. Get into the recommended section. You guys know the deal. And Jesse's got some uh, some news about what he's got going on. He's running a raffle, which uh, we'll go over a little bit later. But Jesse, you want to give just a brief detail about what's going on there? Guys, stick around. Stick around, stick around, stick around. When we get to the Super Chats later, um, I am holding um, a raffle on my channel. Um, you get the details on my streams, but later on in this stream here tonight, I'm going to give you guys right now, everyone listening right now, I'm going to give you a heads up on how to get a head start on how to get in on this raffle. Stick around. Yeah, to work. That's all, all the work. work. That's all the work. That, that was a work. I just worked all of it. Anyway, let's get into the post show right now. Thank you guys again for joining us. We started off tonight with tag team action. Claudio, Castagnoli, and Wheeler Universe's Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia with Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Jake Hager, all of the JAS out there. I thought this was a very good open for Dynamite. And really good stuff here. Jericho, as the Ring of Honor champion, has been really, really good stuff. So, basically, what we have here with Jericho is that he's going to dismantle everything that Ring of Honor is. He's going to destroy Ring of Honor and the championship and the legacy that is Ring of Honor. I can't wait for Ring of Honor to get their own TV show. Jesse can't wait for Ring of Honor to get their own TV show and get the fuck off Dynamite. But, this was a good match. So, Garcia, he's in the ring. Uh, He was isolated until he escaped the Blackpool Combat Club. He escaped a giant swing from Claudio, made the tag to Jericho. Uh, Claudio was tripped by Hager right in front of Aubrey, who was the referee here. Uh, he She did nothing about it. Uh, Jericho hit a springboard dropkick, sent Claudio to the floor. Hager was behind Aubrey's back, uh, assaulting Castagnoli. Uh, this is before Jericho took control isolating Claudio in that portion of the ring. Garcia tried a sleeper, but Claudio countered into a suplex and countered a charging Jericho with a beautiful pop-up uppercut. Yuda made the hot tag, ran wild, sending Garcia to the floor and flattened Jericho with a huge splash and an angle slam for a near fall. Claudio and Yuda used great teamwork here back and forth until Jericho countered Claudio, springboard uppercut into a code breaker. Yuta wiped out Garcia, Parker, and Menard on the floor as Jericho went for Floyd the baseball bat, but was powerbombed by Claudio. Floyd the baseball bat laying in the ring. Jericho was hit with the giant swing while Garcia was in a fireman's carry position. Claudio is amazing. He had one on his shoulders and the other in the swing, and he did it, and he's just fucking unbelievable. Claudio ran wild on everybody outside with uppercuts. Finally put Jericho away with a top rope uppercut, and he pinned the Ring of Honor world champion clean in the middle of the ring. Really good stuff in the open here as they continue to tease Jericho and this Ring of Honor championship run. Uh, Jesse, at the end of this, it was the Blackpool Combat Club who was somewhat with some inner turmoil. We got Renee Potcat backstage, and she's with Brian Danielson. 
And she's interviewing Brian before his match with Sammy Guevara tonight. And Danielson says he's frustrated that he lost to Jericho, that Garcia turned on him, and that Yuta talked back to him. He says he knows why people dislike Sammy, and he's going to take it out on Sammy later. Yuta walked up through the curtain with Claudio to see this interview in the back, which was a beautiful touch. I really like that uh, little peek behind the curtain there. And he said that they just won their match. I expect you to do the same thing. Go out there and show that intensity. He says he's not his son or his kid. I'm a grown-ass man. Danielson shoved Yuta. Claudio stepped in between them, yelled for them to stop. He said, today's a great day. He said, after Danielson beats Guevara, we're all going to sit down and talk like men and talk out our differences like adults. Danielson then looked at Yuta and wished him a happy birthday and left. Are we seeing the beginning of the end of the Blackpool Combat Club, bro? Or are we seeing the removal of, the removal of Wheeler Yuta for Daniel Garcia? No, I, I, I think we played that... Um... I think he played that card already with Garcia uh, possibly leaving, not leaving. I, 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 I mean, I'm over that and done. I mean, it was it was cool, you know, when it as it was playing out, but I think Garcia's made his decision. So as far as I'm concerned, Garcia is a heel with Jericho, and that's just where it's going to fucking stay. So we're done there. Um, as far as the Blackpool Combat Club, they've been they, – they've seen the little distant from Brian over the last few weeks, you know. Um, as they've been doing, you know, what they do, and Danielson has just kind of just been on his own a little bit. Um, so I can I, I can see where now the distancing has started and everything else. Um, I'm not quite sure where I think they're going with it. Um, I don't think Yuta has done enough in the Blackpool Combat Club to be mouthing off to Brian fucking Danielson the way no. that he is. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be real about it, plus I don't I honestly don't think that the the Blackpool Combat Club has done enough as a group to be you know now hinting at dissension and breaking up. I mean, I would like to have seen them do a little bit more at, as a group. I mean, individually they're all great and they're all doing great things. Um, I think Claudio and Yuta could be in the, in, the, in the tag team title hunt. You know, Brian can be doing a multitude of things, and Mox is the fucking world champion. There's a, there's a million different things we can be doing right now. So it kind of sucks for me at least to see them, you know, teasing a breakup, so I hope it doesn't happen. But at the same time, you know, this could be, you know, the direction they maybe they want to go in with Yuta. I could see Yuta eventually turning heel and maybe leaving the Blackpool Comeback Club. Well, what about Brian? What about Brian turning heel and leaving the Comeback Club? I think they've already done their heel thing with uh, Brian. I don't think they're going to do it again so quickly. No. And I don't, I, don't, I don't personally think so, at least. I, I do agree um, with you. I, I do think that they really haven't done much. Uh, that, well, they have, um, but yeah. there is uh, so much left in the tank here as a, as a group, yeah. especially now with the trios championships being a thing uh, in AEW. I'd like to see that. Maybe, maybe this is just a little tease about dissension just to build some interest and give them something a little bit different as a side story as they're feuding with the JAS, because maybe Tony Khan and maybe the fans, I don't know, maybe it's a mixture of both. Maybe they, uh, maybe both parties think that the Blackpool Combat Club is just getting a little bit stale and they need, they need a little ignition, you know, a little, a little shot in the arm. Different. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I can, I can see. They just got Claudia win. So it's def, it's, they're definitely not running stale, but they could definitely use some refreshers as far as storyline goes. But then again, I can see that for literally 95% of the roster. Yeah. So. So Shivani, after Renee interviewed Brian, Shivani interviewed Jericho and the Appreciation Society. Jericho was enraged 
And he believed that he got screwed because the bat was in the ring. He's blaming the bat. The bat was in the ring, you know, before uh, anybody decided to use it. It's Claudio's fault. He was about to use the bat. Guevara then steps in and says he's going to put on a show like no one else has ever seen before against Danielson, and he's going to beat Danielson's ass again. But the big thing about this promo was that Jericho issued an open challenge to any former Ring of Honor world champion, and nobody knows who it's going to be because they left it open as a surprise for next week's show. Now, some names that are out there that it could be, there, there are a couple of names on the roster. Samoa Joe, obviously it's not going to be Samoa Joe. It's not going to be, it's not going to be CM Punk. Um, it's not going to be Brian Danielson. We've seen that. Um, it's not going to be Seth Rollins, Tyler Black. It's not going to be Roderick Strong. It's not going to be Jay Briscoe. It's not going to be Adam Cole. It's not going to be Michael Elgin or Jay Lethal or Kyle O'Reilly. It's not going to be Cody Rhodes, Dalton Castle, Roosh, Bandito. He's beat those guys. Not Roosh, but he beat Bandito. It's, it's not going to be Roosh either. Jonathan Gresham, possibly. Who how knows? Do know Adam, how do we know it's not Adam Cole? Um, I, I read somewhere that Adam Cole is nowhere near ready to come back. Nowhere near it? No. Uh, it could be. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't know why you would waste him in that spot. A return like that for Adam Cole, I don't think so. Who, who I would love for it to be, to be quite honest with you, is one of, is one of two guys. Uh, Low-key, I'd love it to be low-key. Low-key, if you guys are not watching House of Glory on Fight when me and Solomon do the, do the commentary, Low-key is absolutely fucking fantastic. He hasn't missed a step at all. He's put on some of the best matches of, of his entire career within House of Glory. I'd love to see Loki get a spot there and get a match out of uh, Chris Jericho. I think that would be fantastic. The other name that I would love it to be, just because it would be a fucking spectacle, is PCO. Now, I don't know how likely that's going to be, but I'd love to see PCO get a shot on AEW Dynamite, who I think it will be. It will either be Eddie Edwards or Davey Richards. That's who I think it could be, and I don't really care for those two names. Two great wrestlers. I just I just find them utterly boring, but I think it's gonna be it could be either one of those two guys. I think it needs to be a bigger name than anyone you just mentioned because they left it a surprise like this. Any of those names they just could have announced and it would have been fine. I mean, having 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 well, who one could of those guys come out and be the challenger just would just kind of seem like, well, okay. That's why Thank I said PCO, bro. It's gotta be a spec. It's gotta be something that's gonna be fucking out of this world. PCO's yeah. a fucking monster. Yeah, but how well known is he though? To this audience, pretty well known. Not enough to me, not not enough to pop me at least. I know who he is. I've heard of him, but not I'm like, oh shit, PCL. You know, I'm not popping like that for it. So I, I don't know. know. I don't know, man. Uh, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a big, a more notable name if they're making it a mystery like this. Maybe. What about? What about Nigel McGinnis? Oh, that fucking works. That works, right? What about? I completely left him off the fucking list. Nigel McGinnis, bro. Just thought of it now. Is this, is this Nigel McGinnis and his entry into AEW? That works, but I heard he was, um, I heard he was uh, unable to ever wrestle again because of the condition that he has, though. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I, I don't, listen, I, I, listen, it could be Nigel. I don't know why it would be Nigel. I, I would believe that they would save that for a bigger pay-per-view or a bigger show, right? They would save that for Final Battle, I would say, right? Well, he, ha he has hep C, man. I mean, he, there's no cure for it, and so anybody getting in the ring with him is at risk. Oh, is that what he? Is that what he? I, th I thought that there was something that w where he said that that was no longer an issue. No, he has like Hep C or, or um, Hep C or Hep A, 
But yeah, it, 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 that, that's like that's an issue with if he gets in the ring and there's blood on blood contact, dude. I mean, that's it's not good. Well, it may not, not be good. it may not be Nigel then. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it can be him, man. And we'll we'll see. It, it could be it could be any one of the names that I mentioned. Christopher Daniels is another one, but that's fucking boring. That's not gonna be a main event for it. That would be eight. boring. Yeah, that yeah. would be terrible. Uh but um it's an open challenge next week. Jericho's gonna defend the Ring of Honor championship. And hopefully it's something that pops us. That's all I can say. Who who's giving us this challenger? Is, is Jericho picking him out himself? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we know it's a, a a former champion? Who's picking this challenger out? I don't know. Tony Khan. I mean, I mean, per per the storyline, like who, like how are we getting this challenger? You know what I'm saying? Nobody. They just come on in. Open challenge. Come on in. Joe was a fucking previous champion, isn't he? Yeah, but he's in something with Wardley. He's TV champion. He is a he is a previous world champion, but oh, he's a previous. But hey, everybody's carrying extra titles around this goddamn company, man. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I don't know. I it, interesting, interesting though. I mean, I, and I and I guess that's what it's made to be. It's, it's supposed to be interesting. So we'll see who gets to step up. I don't think it's gonna be a blockbuster name, but I think I don't think I don't think it can be a nobody. I think TK has learned from that shit in the past. Like, don't. Don't do surprises like that. Then it have to be like someone where everyone's saying, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, so just make it someone people. And there's know always a that. fear that he's going to go and do that. Yeah, yeah. Just make it a notable name, and he'll be fine with it going forward. You know, he's not overselling it like he did in the past. But normally, when he does these surprise things, now it's it's at least someone that we're familiar with. It could be yes. Tony S in the chat says Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn was also a Ring of Honor World Champion, and he's a backstage producer for AEW. Um, that could be a nice little. See, I told you it'd be a champion, and then just go ahead and squash him. Yeah, match. You know, and Jerry I Lynn. I don't know how. I don't know how Jerry Lynn can operate nowadays, but man, Jerry Lynn in ECW was fucking fantastic. It was him and RVD as my favorites in ECW? Yeah, so he great. Can't go, he can't. He can't go with Jericho in 2022, but. That would still, it would make sense as far as, you know, the, the gimmick that Jericho has, everything else. He's a heel, and you know, I'm going to come out and prove myself as the former champion. Dude, it's Jerry Lynn. You fucking, you know, didn't have him almost lose it, but then he'll win. And I can see that happen. Jerry Lynn works for me. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. It should be interesting. Hopefully, like Jesse and I said, it's somebody that's going to pop the crowd and somebody that the crowd appreciates and is not going to be indifferent towards. Kyle O'Reilly. So, is Kyle O'Reilly a champion? Yeah, he's hurt. He's got uh, neck surgery. He's, oh, he's not a he's not a contender. Oh boy. Who are contenders? Swerve in our glory. This is Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee. And they went up against FTR in their number one contenders match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Gun Club was at ringside dressed as FTR, mocking them like they've been doing in recent weeks. And we got these two teams. I was very excited about this match. And this match did not disappoint in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I will say this. I think Tony Khan needs to just let things breathe from time to time. Normally, what he's been doing is when Moxley and Paige is in the ring or when Moxley's in the ring or anything, MJF is in the fucking skybox with his chip and, you know, the focus is being taken away from what's happening in the ring. We know MJF's got the poker chip. We know MJF's getting a world championship match. This was before... The match of Full Gear was announced. Jesse did the same thing tonight with Acclaimed. And Acclaimed walked out tonight, took seats with Daddy S on the stage, sat there, watched this entire match. Um, Bowens and 
Max Caster did not do their shtick. They didn't rap. They didn't do any of that nonsense. They did scissor with steel chairs, though. But their music hit. Crowd went fucking wild. Bell rings. Ding, ding, ding. And the focus was off of the match for about, I would say, 90 seconds, bro. Oh, scissor me, daddy, was being chanted. And that's not something I want to see. You got two teams like this in the ring. It should be 100% focus on them. Meanwhile, the acclaims out there and all the fans care about for that fucking little period of time is the acclaim, bro. We didn't even get a rap, man. No, no rap. And nothing. That would have been worse. It was, I mean, it would have made it worse, but we, I mean, at least we could have had that. We didn't even get that. By the way, Daniel in the chat, Austin Aries is another one. That would be a great fuck. Austin Aries is fucking great. Austin Aries is a ROH Former champion. Ring of Honor champion, yes. I did not think of him, yes. Okay, that's that. That's a winner right there. Yeah. That, now, that, is, now, that, that is a possibility. That would be huge. What, what is he doing right now? Nothing. Nothing at all? Austin Aries is a great professional wrestler. That would be great. That would yes. be good. We'll see, man. Should be interesting. Th- this is the only thing Ring of Honor that I actually like. Everything else is a waste of my fucking time. Honestly. What about... Uh, no, uh, no, never mind. He's not a... Never mind. So, yes, uh, Acclaimed is out there. Thank God it died down after this match got started. But, I mean, let's let's let what happens in the ring breathe, please, without any other, you know, worldly distractions. So, we, we got this match underway. Wheeler is getting sh- chopped by Keith Lee. Um, Wheeler tried a sunset flip on Lee. Not going to happen. Lee powered him up into a double overhand chop, took him out. Wheeler dodged a Lee splash, backdrop swerve to make a hot tag to Harwood. He went crazy with chops on Swerve and Keith Lee. Lee was out to the floor. He got sent out to the floor. Swerve and Harwood traded near falls in the middle of the ring. Swerve slipped off the ropes, quickly recovered, hit a crossbody. Harwood rolled through for a two count. Swerve, he was going back and forth into a power bomb by um, into a bridging German suplex by Wheeler for a near fall. Wheeler shot off a series of uppercuts until Swerve just vaulted off of Harwood, tagged Lee. They hit a double team on Wheeler, took out Harwood on the outside, electric chair into a power bomb by Lee and Swerve, which looked great. Wheeler was on the receiving end of that. He kicked out at a two. Wheeler then avoided the power bomb into the Swerve stomp. Harwood came in, planted Swerve with a bounce back power bomb and muscled him up twice. So that looked great. Wheeler was dropped with a beautiful headbutt by Lee. Lee collapsed on top of him. He got a cover, got a two count. Lee was then cut off in the corner by Harwood. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they did. They were on the second turnbuckle and superplex off the top. I don't know how they did it. Big superplex on the big man. Wheeler didn't hit all of the top rope splash that followed. And Lee kicked out of the powerplex. So that was a two count. Swerve stopped a big rig attempt. Wheeler cut off an assisted power bomb, and FTR hit big rig on Lee. This is where things broke down. Swerve was on the outside. He beautifully pulled the, uh, I think it was um, Harwood, off of Keith Lee to save this match out of two. Swerve then sent Wheeler into the gun club at ringside who addressed as FTR. They detained him and held him against the barricade. Harwood rolled up Lee who kicked out, but Harwood went into the ropes and Swerve hit a low blow who was still on the outside behind the referee's back because he was turned to Keith Lee. Gun Club was holding Wheeler. Lee put Harwood away with ground zero, and that was it. Post-match, Gun Club beat up FTR, and the acclaim made the save. This turned into uh, a melee at the end. 
The match was great. The referee obviously looked like a blithering fool, uh, and uh, which is something AEW does uh, quite often. But the story here, man, the story, Jesse, is rich. Swerve saving the match, cheating to win, intentionally sending Wheeler into the gun club. Keith Lee oblivious to everything that's going on. He thinks he won clean. And this is all setting up a third match and a potential breakdown here when they don't win the titles between Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, which is going to split this team up and move Swerve into a major heel role and Keith Lee into a major babyface role. And what we talked about in the beginning of the show, this was Swerve and Our Glory's match to win. This was the right outcome, and Tony Khan did a fantastic job of booking this match going into full gear. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... it's um, it It's... it's it feels like it's um, evolving organically. Yeah. You know, um, because they have been planting those seeds for Swerve to turn for a while now. Um, but it does feel like it needs to happen very soon because at this point, it's like the last person on the planet to not see this turn coming is going to be Keith Lee. I mean, it's it's all over the wall. And how was, how was he not anticipating it at, at this point? You know what I'm saying? So, um I don't know. They could always, you know, salvage that with some good storytelling in the in the lead up to the match. You know, Keith Lee getting in his face, you know, you know, what the fuck, you know, how many accidents is gonna happen around here? This ain't working, this ain't working for me. Forget this. And like, oh, we got a shot at the titles, you know. Let's go get our shot at the titles and then we'll reevaluate this. And then when Swerve finds out that they ain't gonna win this match, then he turns on them before Keith Lee gets a chance. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want it to roll out to so long to the point where it's like, you didn't see this shit coming, man. He's been a dick for the last couple of months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, nonetheless, the fact that it that's that 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 the that the turn appears that it's gonna be happening, you know, at the pay-per-view and shit like that, it does work out in, in, as far as the aesthetics of um how how Keith and Swerve came together and broke apart. So I do like that. Yeah, they got four weeks to tell this story. I think that's more than enough time. You know, yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna overstay its welcome. I think we all know what's coming. A third match between these two teams is gonna be great. The first one was great. The second one was not as better as the first, but no. I do think a third match between these teams is is right. FTR is not the right outcome here. You can't have FTR and like Jesse said, FTR and acclaimed in this match because you're you're presumably booking yourself into a corner there. FTR um if that's the case, everybody's going to want them to win the titles, and we don't want to put acclaimed in a position where they have a chance to lose those titles yet because they honestly should be the champions for a very long time with how over they are. When they, when you start feeling like it's kind of waning and the popularity is going down and it's kind of getting a little stale, then, then we can start talking about it. But we're at the height of their popularity. It would be a fucking crime to take those belts off those kids right now. Yeah, no, he can't. I don't think anyone in, within good conscience can take them off of the acclaim right about now. So. No. So you use the acclaim, you build up Swerving Our Glory, you get the split. FTR can get another title match at any time they want. They ain't going anywhere. And it'll be a great thing for the acclaim, too, because if they beat Swerving Our Glory and then they beat FTR, I mean, that's a solid fucking run right there. There you go. Anyway, looking forward to that. That's coming out at full gear. Renee Paquette, she was backstage with Soraya. And they did not get much out. They embraced their very good friends, best friends. And then Britt Baker interrupted, and Renee had to put a stop to this because they got into a verbal spat. So next week, we're going to get Renee sitting down with Soraya and Britt Baker, which should be pretty good. I want to see what they can do. Britt's always a great promo. 
and Renee moderating this thing, which I think she's been doing a fantastic job since being brought aboard uh, the AW team. With Soraya, we know what she can do on the microphone. Should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I saw people complaining about the amount of time that Renee was getting in, on TV. Let me tell you something, man. More Renee Paquette on my team. Yes. This is she, what I said in the first week, bro. She makes the show better. Yes. Look at the visual difference when she's there. Look at the quality in the questions she asks and the characteristics of Renee and the charisma of Renee. I mean, why don't you want her on TV in that role? You, what do you want, Alex Marvez? Yeah, yeah, no. I, I want, and and, and when, when she's on the... So when I'm looking at Renee on my screen doing an interview and then in comes in Eddie Kingston, right away... I'm familiar with the dynamic yes. that they have going on right there alone. She's interviewing Brian Danielson. Right away, I know how comfortable he is with Renee. Bro, she even, she even gave off that vibe when she was standing next to MJF, which we'll get into because that was the next segment. She, it, it, almost, it almost came off like she interviewed him fucking a thousand times before this. Yep. And right away, I mean, as soon as I saw her come out and I knew MJF was coming out, my heart dropped to the point of, oh, shit. He's fucking facing Moxley at the, at the fucking pay-per-view. Now he's standing out there with his wife. And God forbid he says or does anything to his wife. It's going to get so... I, I was just waiting for the fucking worst, dude. I was waiting for the worst to happen. Well, we we got... We got... A very entertaining segment with MJF. I mean, MJF's always the best part of television. I don't need to stroke his fucking ego, but it is. MJF walked out to the stage. Uh, he got a huge babyface reaction in Virginia. Renee was standing to do the interview. Fans were chanting MJF, MJF. Renee tried to ask a question, but MJF told her, listen, Renee, don't hurt yourself. I got it. I got it from here. <laughs> Typical MJF. He asked if they had any devil worshippers in the house. That got not really a, a decent pop because, I mean, it does, <laughs> it does come off as a little fucking offensive. I mean, who's calling their fucking fans devil worshippers? Ridiculous. Uh, unless you're at a fucking uh, heavy metal con, a death metal concert, and the lead singer in the band is fucking satanic. Um, now, Ravishing Renee, a beautiful woman, the disgusting whores at home would love to lay... What do you got for me? This is what he said to Renee, uh, Renee Paquette. Now, <laughs> ravishing Renee, beautiful woman, the disgusting whores at home would love to lay. What do you got for me, honey? I mean, that's MJF right there. She asked about facing Moxley if he retains tonight at full gear. Uh, MJF nicely asked for the mic and then intimidated Moxley's walk and his promo, waving his arms around and, Fucking talking like Moxley. I'm going to gargle your piss was one of the things that he said. Uh, Moxley is, you know, very characteristic in his own way. So MJF did a good Moxley here. MJF said he's, says he loves Virginia, even for all your shortcomings. He said when he thinks of Jonathan, with all due respect, the only word that comes to mind is, it's a three-letter word, folks, in Virginia. It is mid. He thinks Moxley is mid. Renee then, this popped me. Renee says, well, Max, with all due respect, you can't say with all due respect and then say something disrespectful. And he said then, Renee, with all due respect, shut your mouth. <laughs> you gotta love him. Fans popped, chanting MJF. He says he went too far last week when he said he'd fight clean. He said he'd fight mostly clean, but not all the way clean because he's still MJF. He then talked about William Regal implying he can't beat Moxley without his dynamite diamond ring. 
So he said that at full gear, he promises not to use the dynamite diamond ring. So we know we're not going to get that nefarious action done for MJF to cheat to win. He says he doesn't need it to be a success. He says all he needs to be a success in his life is a grudge, and he's got a long list of them. He says he's going to take every single grudge and mash it into a chip and put it on his shoulder. He said in Newark, New Jersey, outside of his backyard, he'll be fighting everyone who said he wasn't good enough. He said he will then take the heavy chip on his shoulder and shove it down their throats and become your AEW champion of the world. And he said he's a generational talent. Stokely Hathaway comes out, walked out, says that he wants to get uh, Mox at 100% so they won't lay a hand on him. MJF shoved the mic out of his hand and put his hand on his chest. He says he appears to have gotten too comfortable with him since they've known each other for a long time, says MJF. He then says he needs Moxley at 100%, so Regal and his fanboys have no excuses. He told Hathaway to not get near him or he will get fired. Hathaway smiled, nodded, and walked away. And that was the end of the segment as MJF did his super over catchphrase, which he had the crowd singing along. I'm MJF, I'm better than you, and you know it. So that was the end of the segment there. Um, He seems to be having a good time out there. That's one thing that I did notice about MJF. Um, I would prefer for him to be the fucking heel that we know he is. But like I said, Jesse, I think we're getting trolled here. I think the devil worshippers is a troll. I think he's going to be a devil in disguise. I think maybe, possibly, we don't know. The Stokely Hathaway thing is all but a fucking plan and troll and ruse. But I don't know. I, I think they're doing the one thing that I said, unpredictability in a situation that kind of presented itself as predictable. Yeah. So when I think about things like Regal turning heel to be with MJF, possibly, you know, and things like that, I look at it like this. Does MJF need a heater? Does he need a heel, uh, William Regal? No. As opposed to someone like Claudio and Yuta having regal service. I think they would benefit much, much more than an MJF. Well, he doesn't need anyone. That's why it didn't make sense when the firm was behind MJF. He doesn't need these guys. Well, then it turns out he's not with them. Then he kind of is, but now he's not. Then he fires them. Then they jump on him and they beat him up. I'm just so confused um, about what, what I'm, I'm not confused as far as, well, I don't know where they're going with it. Although I don't know where they're going with it. I mean, I don't have to know where they're going with it. I'm not understanding the story they're trying to tell me about MJF. Like, I, I don't get this. I don't understand it. I mean, this guy is literally called salt of the earth. And now you get me back and forth trying to figure out if he's a baby face or not. You know, I'm, I'm a little confused on where we're going with it. I mean, I guess we got to wait and see and find out. But the fact that he is not in a position now in a position to take um, warranted cheers you know, definite cheers against someone else he's going to be confronting next week, I'm sure. It just doesn't feel right, man. What's the reaction? What is the reaction going to be at full gear, bro? If MJF is getting this type of reaction and Moxley is the biggest fucking baby face in the company and their ace, what type of reaction are you going to get when you put these two together in the main event at full gear? Isn't that concerning? I mean, it's going to be very good. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the the off-putting dynamic that is um, babyface Roman Reigns getting heel reactions. Yeah. And then essentially turning his heel opponent into a babyface. You know, it's just the the dynamic just feels so fucking wonky 
when you it's, look it, at it, it like it, that. It's a literal seesaw. It could go either way on full gear or at full gear. Um, the potential is there for MJF to be a heel in that match because of how over Moxley is. The potential is there because of how over MJF is that Moxley actually gets heel reactions. I don't know yeah. how the Newark, New Jersey fans are going to be, bro. It's right in MJF's backyard. He may be the overwhelming babyface, and Moxley may be working that match a heel at full gear. That's scary yeah. to think about because that's not how you want to present John Moxley. Unless they have some other grand plan for John Moxley where he does eventually turn heel. I don't think that's the case, but why would you want that for him? In New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. In New Jersey. Yeah. This guy's already, you know, I mean, the fans are just so appreciative of MJF's work. That's why he's getting these cheers like this. I mean, I don't mind the random cheers when he, when he's a complete heel and a dick because you'll get those cheers and pops here and there, but then they'll go right back to booing when you're doing heel like shit. So it's fine. It's fine for me. But when you start wavering like this and everything else, and he's already getting cheers because he's over as fuck, and now he's leaning towards babyface, he's going to get insane reactions, man. And yeah, he's going to overshadow any you know natural babyface reaction that Moxley is supposed to get. Yeah. It's well, listen, listen, man, the one thing that I could say at the end of all of this, it doesn't take away from the interest of this match. I'm very interested to see how these two men are in the ring together in the main event of Full Gear. doesn't take anything away from that. No, no. Which not is a great all. thing. Yeah, not at all, yeah. Sammy Guevara and Brian Danielson. This is the next match. Before we get to that match, they had a video of Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Wardlow vowed to beat Matt Taven of the kingdom. Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, and Maria Kanellis are now officially All Elite. Jesse's looking for something. What do you, what, what do you got there, bro? Do I have do I have something here on my thing? Let me see. Let me see. Um. That's that's a guaranteed L right there, man. Why? 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 Oh man! I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, listen. Um. Wasn't Adam Cole a part of this fucking group with Matt Taven? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Adam Cole a part of Matt Taven and uh, Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett's group a, a I while so. back? I saw, I saw something. I thought it was Photoshop, but I guess it was real. Well, if they want a way to get, you know, clearly they can't do the Undisputed Era against uh, the Elite. Maybe this is a way to get that done. You know, just pair Adam Cole back with these guys when, when he shows up again. You have nothing better to do with Adam Cole? Listen, bro, Adam Cole's a world champion on any fucking promotion on any planet. I mean, it's easy to book Adam Cole's return, but, you know, I don't know what they got planned for him. I'm just throwing ideas out. But, again, this is more Ring of Honor than it is AEW, bro. Are they going to be AEW is what I want to know. Or is Tony Khan bolstering his Ring of Honor roster with this signing? Because I don't see how anybody knows who they are. I don't see how anybody's going to care about them here. And Maria Kanellis... She's the most valuable in that entire faction because she could help, obviously, get them over. She's probably more popular than all of them combined, and she could help with the women's division. So that is a good signing of her and her alone. She's Everybody gorgeous. else, bro. Uh, yeah, she's she's dropped that gorgeous. Yes, she's gorgeous. Yes, I give her that. But I don't. Uh, I don't really necessarily think this is a good one for AEW Ring of Honor. Maybe, but I think Ring of Honor right now is a downgrade. You think they want to be signed to AEW, work AEW, and then say, hey, we're shifting you over to Ring of Honor. Yeah. So what is this? 
Have you heard anything about this supposed um, deal that TK has gotten for Ring of Honor coming up? Like what? No. What kind of day of the week we're talking about here no. or what's going on? Nothing. All I have, I didn't talk about it because I didn't really, I mean, I didn't want to spend so much on news, but there is uh, an article about Warner Brothers Discovery reportedly wants a long-term deal with AEW and plans to promote them as a sport. Yeah. So the relationship is very, for all the fucking naysayers and geeks out there that think AEW is dying, I mean, this is this is pretty they much know. the nail in your fucking coffin. Oh, no. But uh, Warner Brothers is 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 big time into promoting this, bro. They want a longer deal with AEW. They're going to get more money for AEW, you know? That may be um, including a Ring of Honor deal. I don't know. I don't know. Tony Khan is uh, insinuating that by 2023, we will have a Ring of Honor TV show. On what night? I don't know. That's good. Can we get the TV shows in order that we have first? Yes. Man? Yes. Well, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is basically owning Friday night. It's like Ring of Honor Rampage, which, which I mean, if if Tony Khan is announcing a Ring of Honor TV deal in 2023, I, I could see him using Rampage, which he doesn't really give a shit about right now, as a Ring of Honor feeler out show. Like, hey, Just this 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 this, yeah. this is what Ring of Honor would be doing on a Friday night if you want to give us that time slot or maybe something better. But this is the median of where the ratings are going to be, and he's using bro Rampage. As uh, as basically a, a Ring of Honor show instead of an AEW show and kind of mixing both, which I don't like because it makes Rampage unwatchable to me. Yeah, it's it's. You know what this feels like? This 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 feel what we have right now with AEW and what they're doing with ROH. It feels like two thousand and one when Vince bought WCW and had no fucking plan on what to do with them. And he no. just started putting them in the ring and calling them WCW guys. And we're going to face off against, you know, WWE guys. And it just kind of just fizzled and went nowhere. Nobody of importance came and titles meant nothing. And it kind of feels just like that for me right about now. Yeah, that that it's it feels like the invasion. It, it feels like, oh, my God, it could have been so, so promising and so great. And then it fucking nothing. sucked. Yeah, it was terrible, man. It was god awful. How could you have an invasion without Hulk Hogan, Sting, Nash, Paul, Flair, Flair, Savage, you know? Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Come on. It anyway. Really bad. Yes. So yes, they are they are all elite. The kingdom are all elite. That was uh officially confirmed today by Fifle. Um Garcia. Uh not Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara and Brian Danielson. Um, they had a great match. Regal was on commentary. Excellent match. For all the shit Sammy gets, for all the immaturity that we've heard about Sammy Guevara, man, Sammy Guevara is fucking good. I think you and I can both agree that Sammy Guevara is fucking good at what he does. He can, he can, he can, he can wrestle, man. He, he can, can go. Nobody can ever take that from him. No. Um, and Brian Danielson brought a great match out of him. Uh, Sammy's great at what he does anyway, but this was uh, very good. Excellent wrestling on Dynamite tonight. Sammy dominated for a few minutes. Danielson made a comeback. Um... Regal was talking about how he loves Danielson and how much of a friend Danielson is. Danielson dropkicked Garcia to the floor, dove through the ropes with a flying forearm. We go back in the ring. Danielson leapt off the top rope with a dropkick, did his signature kip up, played up to the crowd. Guevara came back with a beautiful-looking Spanish fly. He goes for a cover, gets a two-count. Sammy climbed the top rope. Uh, Danielson knocked him down, crotched him on the top rope, followed up with a top rope back throw. Off the top, Guevara landed safely and went on to uh, attack Danielson. Danielson lifted his knees. He went for the label lock. He applied it. 
Guevara's feet reached the ropes, forced the break of the label lock. Danielson climbed to the top rope. Sammy leapt up and met him and then took Danielson down with another Spanish fly off the top for a near fall. Sammy was biting Brian's forehead, and Danielson avoided a go-to-hell GTH and landed a reverse Rana, which did not look good. It looked a little sloppy on Brian's part. So he was pounding the mat like Randy Orton would to get ready for an RKO. He was pounding the mat, and he was riling up the crowd. He hit the Busaiko knee. Danielson followed up with his extended forearm stomp, stomps to Sammy's, Sammy's face and shoulders. He then shifted into a triangle sleeper, landed some elbows to Sammy's head, and the referee stopped the match. So Sammy was knocked out. Brian wins. Very good match, as you would expect, with these two guys. And Brian won the match. Like Wheeler Yuta said, go out there, kick his ass, show some intensity, win the match. We did ours. So we'll see what happens following that little back and forth with Wheeler Yuta and Brian Danielson. But largely a great match, bro. No more, no less. Yeah. I mean, I mean so when they... When I saw it, I'm like, oh, crap, here he goes. You know, Sammy Guevara's out here. And I, you know, I stopped and thought for a second. Like, well, you know, this is why we love Sammy. I mean, because, you know, what he can do in the ring, you know. So if, 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 he, can, if he can keep his name out of the backstage drama, man, the, you know, the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, but he seems to just, just put his own foot in his own mouth unnecessarily sometimes, you know. And he's just... I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I, obviously I'm not in on what's going on in the back. I don't know everything going on back there, but at some point you just become a common denominator. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at, at some point you just, I mean, if your name is always involved in in shit going on with with veterans, with veterans, and you are not a, a veteran on the level of these guys, you can't help but have a, have these like weird feelings about someone. But when he's doing stuff like this. That's where I want to see Sammy, right there. Yeah, I hope um, I hope he finds his way, man. I really, I really want everything to calm down with him. Uh, I hate that we have to be negative towards him, but you know we're nothing but fair here, bro. We call it like we see it, and I hopefully people appreciate that. I, we have no ill will towards Sammy. We love Sammy. Yes. Um, we we just want honestly as fans the backstage drama to stop because oh, God, I want to care. I want to care about more what's happening on TV instead of reporting. Who's beating up who? Who fucking hates who? Britt Baker hates Thunder Rosa, this one, that one, all this other shit. It's tiresome as a fan, you know? And more people care about what's happening backstage than what's happening on TV, and that's not really a good look. So I was never about that. I want to see what's happening on TV take a precedent and an importance over the backstage shit. And if Sammy needs to fucking calm down about that, I hopefully, hopefully it does happen. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Moving on. We got Ray Phoenix and Alex Abrahantes interviewed by Renee. More Renee. I don't know why it's a problem. Renee's a beautiful woman. Why do we want Renee off the show? I don't know. People are fucking ridiculous. Alex suggested that Phoenix should become the next All-Atlantic champion. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus walk in. Christian's arm in a sling and says Luchasaurus deserves a title match first because he beat Jungle Boy. He beat Jungle Boy. That's basically why. Orange Cassidy walked in and asked, are y'all talking about me? He held up his belt, said next week, do you guys want this? Are you talking about this title? We should do it. So I don't know what this means. Are we getting a triple threat? Did they announce a triple threat? Is it Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, and Ray Phoenix? Or is it Orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus? Or is it Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix? Which one is it? I don't know. They didn't really say, did they? I don't know. 
I don't remember. Maybe they said it at the end of the show, and I missed it because I was getting ready for this, but. I didn't see anything on it. Three-way match? Let me see if I missed. They just did a triple threat match. Another three-way match, huh? I mean, they can't, man. Come on. Let me see. It may may be a triple threat, bro. I think they announced a triple threat. Again, let me pull this up. As Jesse's fine and that, guys, thank you for joining us tonight on the podcast. Remember to hit that thumbs up, guys. Uh, I only see 700 likes. I need 1,000 minimum. What's going on tonight, guys? Everybody in a fucking lull in the month of October? The fuck is going on, man? Ooh. Get them on in. Yeah, I don't think they said. No? Anyway. No. Well, uh, maybe it's in the fucking, maybe I'll look on one of the dirt sheets here. Let, let's keep the show going. Uh, Riho. Riho is back against Jamie Hayter. She's out there with DMD and Rebel. Jamie Hayter is fucking great. Everybody loves Jamie Hayter for one reason or another. Get your mind out of the gutter, people. Everybody loves Jamie Hayter for her exquisite wrestling ability. In ring ability, okay? Yes. In ring ability. Riho. I heard that. What are you what are you sighing about? Riho. Nobody's talking about Riho, man. Get your mind out of the gutter, bro. Come on. We got, we got to be professional, okay? Riho and Jamie Hayter. Um, this was good. This was good. Riho brings it. I appreciate that about Riho. Jamie Hayter brings it in more ways than one. JD, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, Hayter dominated, and Riho came back with a code red, which looked great for near fall. She had a dragon suplex uh, for another near fall. Hayter caught Riho with a knee, ripcord lariat for the win. Um, this was good. I, I thought this was great, man. I love that Jamie Hayter is continuing to get over with the audience. The thing is, I don't know. I want to trust TK, but I don't trust TK. I, I, I want to hope that he sees what's going on with Jamie Hayter. He has everything that he would possibly need in Jamie Hayter, man. She's beautiful. She's got in-ring ability. She's over with the fucking fans. She's got the makings of a breakout star. She gets better every week you see her. And I feel like when that split happens, bro, it's gonna be it's gonna be super big for her. And I do appreciate Britt Baker in that point because you know the pairing, though I think it's tiresome, it has worked. Britt has rubbed off on Jamie Hader to a point where even talking about this, but when it does happen, bro, how long are we gonna have to wait? That's the thing. How long do we have to wait for this? Um, I don't know. It's, we shouldn't we shouldn't be waiting too much longer, to be honest. I mean, because, I mean, things need to start rolling in the fucking women's division, man. Well, we did I mean, see, we did see, you don't want, I don't want to cut you off here, but we did see Tony Storm come out and show the title to Jamie Hayter. Are we looking at a match between these two for the world title? And could that be the moment where we start to see the inevitable kind of dissension between Britt and Jamie Hayter? Is that going to present itself as Britt being jealous over Jamie Hayter? That's, that, that's, that's where this is going, essentially. Yeah. That's that's definitely where this is going. They started hinting at dissension and they pulled back on it, which is probably the smart move to do until you had a little bit more to go with. And I think Jamie Hayter becoming champion is is enough of um uh, of a trigger to to have them split because that that, that should definitely bring the jealousy out of Britt Baker. Absolutely, too. I mean easily. Um, there is a triple threat match next week on Dynamite. For the sounds like uh, sounds like Ray Phoenix is eating a pinfall, bro. It, that's what it looks like, man. But as we talk about the women, um, I should have brought up there. So 
there was a match on Dark. Um, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday, last night's Dark, between Riho and and um and Jungle uh, uh, Konyona. Are you familiar with her? Uh, pardon me, Jungle Konyona. Sounds like something I should be ordering at fucking Cat's Deli, bro. What, what, what the fuck is a, a jungle cordon bleu? Cognona. Cognona. I'm sorry. She um, is a jungle wrestler. She did a, did a match jungle cognona. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Now you, now you know why I don't watch Dark, man. Well, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, See, you should be careful what you say because this shit gets recorded and it can be clipped later on because one day you might have to eat those words. She Who are we was talking really, about? She was really good, man. Jungle Cordon Bleu was great. She, there you go. See? With a side of uh, with a side of lettuce and uh, and fucking feta cheese. <laughs> Fuck, I don't. Know. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you focusing on the wrong thing. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Jungle Corona. <laughs> what, what was it? A, a splash of lime. What are we talking about here, man? K Y O N A. Corona. What do you hear? R. Heineken. <laughs> Why do I fucking? Listen, Why man, get her out, man. Get her. Who the fuck? I don't know. What? What? What, what is it? She's good. What, what? What about her? She's good. She's good, man. She had a match with Riho. I don't know what this her status is in the company or where she might be coming from, but. That could be a name that we're gonna we could be seeing on TV relatively soon. Cause I say she was good. She was really good. And she had a match with Riho. Riho won, but they took a lot of time. She looked look TV good. ready. She looked TV ready, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks like they just put her on dark just to get her out here in front of an American. She more TV but... ready than Sky Blue. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 More TV yes, ready yes. than Penelope Ford. Yes. Then the bunny. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. He got to trust the man. He watches dark. He watches dark every week, Monday and Tuesday. I mean, look, I don't don't come here every week and just start putting random people over from dark. So when I do, I mean, fucking pay attention, man, because I'm I'm, I'm being dead serious. Um, She was good. And it, I mean, she, she, she literally, literally reminded me of EO. I mean, she had a fantastic look. Her gear, her move set, her spots, everything was fucking on with her, man. I, I, I think that I don't know what they have planned for, but I think they may be trying to get her to TV soon. All right. Well, listen, we'll, we'll pay attention to uh, Jungle Combo XXYY Tiger Uppercut, whatever the fuck Jungle, her name is. Jungle <laughs> Kyona. What is it? KY O N A. Jungle Kyona. There we go. Tell you, man. All right. I'm we'll, telling we'll, you, she, we'll, we'll she pay attention. Be, she maybe in the CMS. What happened dark? to the Renegade Twins, bro? Oh, that's a whole other story. Have they been on dark? No. No. Not as of late. No. And that's a shame, man, dude. I man, oh, I found out way more information about them than I wanted to hear. I just put it like that. But they're fine. They haven't been on Dark lately. I'm not sure what's going on with them with AEW. What, what, bad? Bad stuff? It's just stuff I didn't know. It's not bad, but stuff, stuff that, I didn't uh, know. Stuff that would lead to a reason why Tony Khan didn't bring them back. Uh, 
that's just it for that just feels like more of the Thunder Rosa drama, to be uh, honest. Well, I'll take that as a yes. You know, I mean it's it's seriously though. I know we I know we had the story of him not using her girls and shit like that, and then we haven't seen the renegade twins in a while. That could be that. So you're at, you're pretty much saying Tony Khan uh, Hadouken to uh, Renegade Twins, right? Out, goodbye. Probably, man. Probably. <laughs> I don't know, man. But she hasn't. They haven't been. They haven't been seen. Listen, guys, I'm getting, I'm getting ready for Street Fighter Six, guys. I'm sorry, with all the Street Fighter references. No one really knows, man. I don't know. Don't read. Really, don't. I don't. Right. I, I can't put too much more information out there than I'm supposed to. All right, all right. Well, let's move so. on. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston was interviewed by Renee. More Renee. I don't know why this is a problem. Uh, Renee said last week on Rampage, some of his friends were concerned about his behavior as of late. Kingston says he's great and wonderful, and he's got this fake smile, trying to hold back his anger. I guess he says things are great, but in a way that was disconcerting. Renee asked him his thoughts on the main event. Kingston said that it'll be a tough match for Mox, but he's going to win. He says he wanted everyone else to leave him alone. What the fuck are they doing with Eddie Kingston, bro? Uh, remember I told you the other day how Dark was really good? Yeah. And Eddie Kingston had a match on that Dark, all right? Okay. And they played into this storyline on I, Dark. Is he, is, he, is he going to anger management? He just, he's, he's, he's very unstable. No one seems to be able to figure out why he's unstable. Not even his, you know, his his partner at that time, and or the referees. But he's just coming off as a little bit unstable, and and just don't know what's going on with him. And that played into the match, and it played into the storyline, and it played into TV. And that's why I was texting you the other day saying, "Fucking Dark is not bad. Dark was legit better than Monday Night Raw this week." Yes, Raw was terrible. One to one on Monday was, was really fucking good. Oh, JD, JD's riding Triple H's jock. Yeah, well, clearly didn't watch my review. I shit all over the fucking show. And then this geek over here tells me, yeah, Dark was great. I'm like, oh, really? And then he texts me the next day I'm having dinner legitimately while his stream is on. Rampage, or uh, not Rampage, Dark went back to being sucky again. I'm like, yep. he ain't telling me nothing I don't know, bro. That's why I don't watch it. It went back to being shitty, man. It did. Now, look, if it's good, I'm going to call it good. If it's bad, it's just bad. Monday and Tuesday was night and day for dark. We we need more like Mondays for for, for is this for dark. Is this a re- a reset of the Eddie Kingston character? Are we getting the Mad King back? It could be. Kind could of. He went away some... for a little bit. He got suspended for uh, the Sammy Guevara thing. Coming back, they did the match. Went away for a little bit. Now we're getting. Now we're maybe hitting the reset. So when you think about it, you know his his character, his gimmick has been a little bit stagnant. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say stale because he's over as fuck, but it's just it's just not doing anything progression wise it's just kind yeah. of just stagnant so i could see him you know going back and, and digging in and getting into a little bit better of a different version of himself which would be completely fine by me because i mean i don't see anything that eddie kingston cannot do with his fucking gimmick because that guy holding a microphone is 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 it's just untouchable man i wouldn't know what to do if i sat here and listened to eddie kingston and mjf all day yeah I mean, it's 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 just butter for your ears. I mean, he can do any goddamn thing with a microphone. So if he wants to change his gimmick, he can easily change it with a microphone. Oh, look, my guy Buddy says uh, Jungle Corona was fucking great as well. She was fantastic, man. I got to look this up now. And I'm telling you, I, first of I all, you're not... making me thirsty for a fucking Stella, number one, and and I gotta go see Jungle Corona. It's okay. Imagine if I said her name was Yona, Y O N A. 
Yona. Corona. Okay. Yona. Yona. Yo. No. Yona. Yeah. Now, put a K in front of it. Kayona. Corona. That's it. Kayona. That's her name. Kayona. As long as it's not she Corona was, Light, bro. Nobody drinks Corona Light. Nobody, who the fuck drinks Corona anyway? You know? She is, she I mean, is Jesus Corona Christ. Light. She's only 5'1". She's only oh, listen, man. That's... She's... That's in oh, my, oh. That's in my, uh, my, uh, my liking there, bro. 5'1". Five 5'1's ones. Five ones a good height. Look, no cap. All bullshit aside. She was very noteworthy. Is she, she related was, to Kona Reeves? I... Who... Why would she be related to a Reeves? <laughs> You know what's the last name that makes you related to someone, right? I don't know. Not the first. No, she 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 was very noteworthy, man. When you when you when we hop off, you know, just go I, take listen, a look at I got listen, I got the pad in front of me. Let, let me let me type this in. Jungle Corona. Let me see. Why do you keep putting the R in it? Jungle Kiona. She was She's a Joshi, bro! Oh, oh, I forget. Oh, this yeah. fucking give us, guy. Give us your opinions about about. about She's a Japanese joke. Women. All right, exit out. Goodbye, goodbye. Moving on, moving on. Renee interviewed Eddie Kingston. We just said that. She's a joke. She bro, really. This is what the, you didn't tell. You didn't tell me because you were fucking setting me up, right? Wait, where did where do you see where do you see that she's a Joshi? Jungle Kiona. I just googled it. Okay, and what does it say under her? Japanese wrestler. But that that doesn't it doesn't say Joshi. But she's a what, Japanese what, wrestler. What is Eo? Isn't she a Japanese wrestler? Yeah, but she works for WWE. Oh, so? She's not a Joshi anymore. Uh, it, she's I mean, she's not a That's Joshi. Her back, that, that was her background. She's not a this Joshi. This fucking guy. This guy's fucking getting me to Google Jungle Corona, Jungle Corona. And then the first thing I see is someone who looks like Eo Shirai and Kyrie Sane. Are you infatuated with the letter R? There's no R. Maybe I'm first. thirsty for a cold beverage, bro. I don't know. First or last name. I'm I'm putting the R in it. I'm putting the R in it, man. Don't get me. Don't get me started, bro. Kayona. She's good. K Kona. She's good, man. Yeah. All right, listen. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. You gotta be eating the comments from this stream one day, okay. man. Because oh, remember when you said she was just this? She's good, man. All right, good. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got a soundbite of Darby saying Sting hasn't been there in a long time. He said about a month ago, he told Sting he's not happy with where he's going and where he is. Says he wanted to crawl into a hole and disappear. Sting told him not to do that because he's a former TNT champion. Darby says he wanted to prove himself alone. Darby says his biggest weakness is himself. He says he has no safety net or comfort zone. So we're getting a match with Jay Lethal and Darby Allen again next week on Dynamite, which I have no problem with because the first match was very good. So backstage, we see Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. Lethal said Darby is in for a rude awakening. He said next week he is going to get it. Whatever it is, we'll find out next week. Where is Sting, bro? How are they going to present Sting in this Darby lineage again? Um, the last time we saw Sting, I believe he was misted by uh, Malachi, right? Uh, I believe so. so. Yeah, is, is, Sting, is Sting ready to come back? Is he? I don't know. Is he cleared? I have no idea. Um, I don't. I wouldn't change anything about what we're doing with Sting. I just put him right back with Darby. Um, what was it? What was this? What was this injury? I have no no idea. Yeah, I no would just clue. put him right back with Darby, man. That 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 that's that's working seamlessly. I wouldn't yeah. mess with that at all. Yeah, me neither. 
at all. We got uh, Excalibur hyping up Rampage. We got Madison Rain and Tay Mello. That's a skippable match. Claudio and Yuta versus Parker and Menard. That's all right. Wardlow versus Matt Taven. And that's your Rampage live this Friday. Dynamite next week. Daddy-ass birthday bash. Cassidy versus Phoenix versus Luchasaurus in a three-way for the All-Atlantic title. Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Renee sit down with Soraya and Baker and Jericho against a mystery Ring of Honor champion. Main event time, John Moxley versus Pentagon Jr. Nobody's saying Penta El Zero Miedo. I'm not saying that. Pentagon Jr. is his name with Alex Abrahantes. This was actually a very good match, as you would expect between these two. I know a lot of people were asking, well, why is this match happening? <laughs> because Moxley asked for a match, and he asked for somebody with no fear, and that's it. If anybody's complaining about Moxley wrestling on TV, maybe, maybe you're new around here. Moxley, I'm, I'm Moxley's a, the ace. I'm I'm a little bit in in agreement here. In agreement here, not that Moxley's wrestling. They can have the match, you know. Put, give me give me Moxley versus Penta. That's fantastic, man. But I don't know why it has to be a title match. I mean, it. What happened to the to the fucking the the the, the rating system? What happened to the fucking? They got rid of it. Why? They weren't paying attention to it. <laughs> I mean, they they just eighty six it all together. I mean, if they just follow it. You can have Moxley in a match with Penta, non-title match, and keep his title matches to pay-per-view. So they, I mean, they have a, little, they have a lot more believability that way. Why would I believe that Penta's going to beat John Moxley in a random? You know, the only thing game? I could say about that is uh, Moxley's losing the title to MJF, and they need to get him some title defenses and some serious wins before he drops it to MJF. Maybe. But they want to label. They want to label it a defense, you know, instead. I mean, it's I better than it. getting I mean, a championship. Not, it's better than getting a championship elimination match. I, I'm just trying to logistically figure out how you're going to convince me that this tag team guy, who's also one third of the trios champions, deserved a singles title match before I can start naming I, names. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't. I don't yeah. get it. Uh, do I give you Penta know? a title match? No, because he doesn't fucking deserve one. He's yeah, done, he I hasn't done anything to get one. Luchasaurus. He beat Jungle Boy. You know. I mean, it just. The, all these singles competitors and this guy and this trios team in the and tag team is number one contender somehow. I mean, yeah. it just, I would just like it to make more sense. Now, if he's not anywhere near be the number one contender and you want to give me Moxley versus Penta, give it to me. Non-title match, same outcome, you know, it's fine, but you don't have to make it a title match. It does kind of take it, it, it takes that off of you um, as far as creatively, if he's trying to explain to me why he's getting a title match, because it doesn't make any sense. Well, this is what Tony Khan talked about with uh, Eric Bischoff. He's like, uh, Eric Bischoff criticized him on lazy booking, matches that don't make sense. Meanwhile, Tony Khan says, it's all right if I book a match that doesn't make sense as long as it leads into something else, which this match did. Yeah, you know? no, it did. I, I think he could have led into this without it being a title match, though. Yes, I mean, but could have. You know, but it, it's not the end of the world. I, I don't want to say it like, oh, it, it's stupid because it, it doesn't deserve. No, it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing ever. But you can kind of fix that going forward by just putting your putting your champions in important matches and just saying, hey, it's a non-title match because he needs to work. You know, he needs to get in the ring. He's a champion, but he's not, you know, exempt from fucking wrestling on TV. So get the fucking work, bro. You know, so I get that. And and hey, if if Penta wins, maybe he moves up and and, and earns himself. A, a, a TNT title match. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to make this a fucking championship qualifier match. If you beat him here, then you get a title match tomorrow. No. If you beat Moxie here, we'll we'll grant you a fucking, you know, a, a match with Wardlow. Yeah. 
you know, shit for the title. You know, now that makes a little bit more sense than you then beat the champion and you get a championship match. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that anywhere. I think that's lazy. That's lazy booking. That's that's fucking dumb, man. So right, well, we got Moxley um getting sent to the outside quickly in this thing. Penta hit a somersault, dive to the outside. We got a picture in picture commercial. Penta was in control, slamming Moxley's head into the steps. Penta took off his glove to chop Moxley against the post, but Moxley moved and Penta smacked the steel to allow Moxley to take over. But Penta quickly came back, hit a backstabber in the ring. He goes for cover, gets a two-count. Moxley had a release overhead suplex into the corner off of a charging Penta. They both doubled down. Moxley went for the mask and both traded boots, resulting in Penta hitting a sling blade. Moxley avoided the fear factor into a desperation cutter and a pile driver for a two. Moxley poured on the anvil elbows onto Penta. Penta escaped a bulldog choke and snapped Moxley's arm back violently like he used to do in Lucha Underground. Went for a near fall there. Both men fought on the outside of the apron. Penta nearly hit a fucking destroyer off the steps, which I kind of wanted to see, but at the same time, Moxley probably would have been a dead man walking at that point. Moxley counted into a DDT on the steps on Penta. They go back in the ring. Big King Kong lariat from Moxley. This one did not hit as hard as the one that hit Adam Page. Got a two count there. Penta fought out of the corner. Super kicked the leg out from Moxley. Hit a double stomp off the top for... Um, a very close near fall. Penta opted for his pose, and he tried a springboard, fell into a paradigm shift, and then a death rider, and that's pretty much all she wrote. One, two, three, Moxley wins a very good main event. After the match, the firm hit the ring with Morrissey, the guns, Ethan Page, and Lee Moriarty. They all laid out Moxley. Stokely walked, walked to the ring. Security ran out. They were taken out by the firm. Alex Marvez is shown backstage. Uh, yeah, Alex Marvez is shown backstage as the Blackpool Combat Club's locker room was padlocked shut and chained shut. So they were locked inside. Moxley made a little bit of a comeback, but the numbers game was too much. MJF hits the ring and he's contemplating: Do I go or do I not go? My guys are beating up Moxley. It's easy for me to take advantage of this situation, but I said I want to beat him clean. He leaves and goes to the back, and then all of a sudden he comes out and runs to the ring. MJF hits the ring. He told Stokely he's fired. He had his back turned to the firm, and then they laid him out. Page hit the ego's edge, which looked great. Marcy hit a choke slam. Um, eventually, after all this brawling in the ring, hit a choke slam on MJF through the timekeeper's table, and the firm stood tall over both as they went off the air with Marcy and the firm just standing tall over Moxley and MJF. So, I mean, I don't know, bro. I I said this in the beginning, and I said this a couple of times on the show, you know, with MJF calling himself the devil and everybody being his devil worshippers, right? I, it's very difficult for me to believe that this is not a fucking troll job. Honestly, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but, you know, with him calling himself the devil, the devil's going to disguise himself in the fucking best way possible to make you look weak. And that's exactly what I think MJF is doing here. And that's the unpredictable unpredictable way that Tony Khan's going to get us to full gear and this match. Yeah, I can't say you're way off or wrong on it because I can't figure out what's going on here. No. It, 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 I, I can't put a finger on it. it I don't, I'm not sure where they're trying to lead us, and, what, and trying to, what story they're trying to tell us. And it's good. It's good because what I said on top of the beatdown to MJF from the firm, bro, it makes it actually believable like, is this is this really them turning on him for good? 
Like the beatdown was a believable one to a point where it's like, oh shit, are we not being trolled? Is this legit? So it's it's a nice medium between are we being trolled or is this serious? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe 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 could be. Fuck, dude. I mean, if the simple answer is MJF is pretending to be a good guy, so of course we're being trolled. Yeah. The last time he did this was he was Cody's friend. Yeah. And we all, I mean, MJF was heel as Cody's friend and somehow turned heel when he turned on Cody. He just turned more heel. I mean, it was fucking amazing shit, you know, but are they doing this again now? I'm not, I'm, I'm just so lost. I'm just so lost on what they're trying to tell us here with this. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is making you guys believe he doesn't exist. Right, right, right. I don't know. But who's he really convincing, though? Us. He's not. I don't think anybody here is still. I mean, Blackpool Combat Club, William Regal. I don't think anybody believes he's gone soft, man. I don't think anybody. We see what he's doing. We see that he's trying to maybe convince us that he's gone straight, but nobody's fucking buying it. He's still MJF. No. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. What a fun stream this was. Excellent stream. Thank you guys very much. Still looking at less than 200 likes, guys. I'm going to need you to hit the thumbs up. We're at the Super Chats now. Yeah. I mean, Jungle Corona. So we didn't get it. Okay. So I'm going dark and I'm not talking about my fucking promotion until we get a thousand likes see you back jesse's got a big announcement i mean i'm gonna need a thousand likes for jesse to come back and for him to let you guys know about this big announcement he's got like a major fucking announcement and that's not a work it's not a work oh it's a work it's a real it's a work it's gonna be anyway guys uh while jesse is uh doing his thing there i want to thank you guys again go check out the other content on the channel man extra today monday night raw from monday and I'll be back again tomorrow with some more extra. And then Friday, we're going to finish off the month of October, man, as strong as possible. So make sure you guys go check that out. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And again, hit that thumbs up. I need a 1,000 likes minimum on today's Dynamite Post Show. Let's start at the top with Joseph Taylor. This one's aimed towards Jesse. JD, Jesse, have you ever, have you guys ever listened to Def Leppard? If so, do you like any Def Leppard songs? That question is not for me. He said JD and Jesse. Oh, you know he did. <laughs> no, Joseph Taylor with the $7 super shot. I do not listen to Def Leppard. Michelle Moran with a $2 super shot. I feel Brian is prepping to turn on the Blackpool Combat Club. I did bring that up today, Michelle. Um, We've seen Brian go heel. I'm not sure if that's in the cards again. But stranger things have happened. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. Well, I saw meat tonight. That was nice. I mean, yes, you did, Tony Brown. AEW is the epitome of booty meat. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Oh, we get Nigel versus Chris Jericho next week. I could see it, but I could also see not. Thank you, Joseph Taylor. Joseph Taylor with another $3 super chat. Riho is a beautiful woman. 
beautiful child. Okay, Joseph Taylor. Everybody uh, has different tastes, bro. Thank you for letting us know who you think is a trap. Not today, Jay, with a 499 Super Chat. They announced on social media, Orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix next week. Ray Phoenix is taking the pinfall. Akachira with a 15 months. Thank you so much, brother. Love the unpredictable ending. This could lead into a storyline of MJ versus the world. This can prove he is better than everyone who jumped him. I don't know, man. MJF is the devil. He's unpredictable, man. Who the fuck knows what he's got going on? James Williams with the two months. JD and Jesse, what is good? Hoyt Reynaldo with the nine months. Yo, JD, tonight was awesome. How would you get the titles on FTR? I love what Tony is doing, and I like what Triple H is doing. Hoyt, I'm not getting the titles on FTR for a very long time, bro. The titles are on the acclaimed, where they should be. Eric with a new membership. Thank you, Eric A. with a new membership. What are you drinking, brother? Steven Vandelli, once again, thank you for the $400 Super Chat, bro. It means the world to me. He says again, really curious to see where TK is going with this whole MJF firm Mox dynamic. Also, this good brother will be up at Mohegan Sun this weekend. But not for Rampage. I'll be celebrating my one-year anniversary with my girlfriend. I'm not the perfect person, but she sees this imperfect person perfectly. Cheers, my brothers. Thank you so much, brother. Enjoy your time at Mohegan, man. I've never been. I've never been to Mohegan. Usually Atlantic City is my destination. Marquise with the 14 months. Get them out. My favorite saying from you, JD, AW Dynamite was great tonight. What up, Jesse? Hope all is well with both of you guys. Thank you, Marquise. 14 months. The Cake with a $2 super chat. Jesse has a better mic than AEW. What was that? Yeah, that was a little, uh, little rough patch there in the beginning, bro, with Jericho. Don't yeah, know what that was. Cake also with a $2 super chat. TK spent $10 million on CM Punk. I hope he comes back. I don't think he's going to be back, bro. Francisco with a seven months. Today marks seven months and also my 29th birthday. Here's to seven more months and a great birthday at the OTS venue. Love you, JD. Stay amazing. Thank you so much, Francisco. Everybody show Francisco some love in the chat with those birthday cake emojis. MGM balling with the 499. If this was Vince running the show, you just know that next week would be Gun Club versus Mox and MJF. Can they coexist? Tony may be doing that, bro. Who the fuck knows? We may get MJF and John Moxley versus two members of the firm. The cake with the $2 super chat. I hope Jericho's opponent is homicide. I do not. I think homicide is terrible. Way past his prime, bro. Did you guys see him wrestle? The last time I seen Homicide wrestle was at the GCW show at Hammerstein Ballroom, man. Didn't he wrestle? Didn't he wrestle John Moxley? He looked terrible. I don't even remember. Drew Gilmore, buddy, what's going on, man? Five dollars, Super Chat. Hey guys, been recovering from a sinus infection. Great show tonight. Top picks for Jericho's opponent: Austin Aries, Gresham, Loki, or Adam Cole. Austin Aries, I think, is the unanimous choice here, bro. Five dollars, Super Chat, to add to Jesse's points. 
This is by the cake. Five dollars super chat. To add to Jesse's point, I've noticed MJF is in too many storylines. He's involved with Regal, Stokely, The Firm, Mox. TK needs to keep it simple. TK's probably writing all this shit at five o'clock in the morning, bro. Running on a half an hour of sleep. Joseph well, Taylor, thank you. Th with 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 Kenny and the and the Bucks coming back soon, I wonder if what they're doing with MJF has something to do with that. Kenny, Kenny is a top of the card guy. Yeah. So is MJF. So you gotta fit them on the same show at the top of the card somewhere. So I don't know. Joseph Taylor with a three dollar super chat again. Thank you so much, man. Uh, not today, Jay. Thank you for the four ninety nine. The cake with a two dollar super chat. Jungle Kiona is fantastic. I was sad when she left. Jericho eighty one thirty one with a ten dollar super chat. Britt Baker was at Comic Con earlier this year. And was not talking to anyone unless you were buying something. She has an ego issue and is a hypocrite to talk about people who act above the business. I didn't believe a fucking word she said on that podcast, bro. Not a single fucking word. People present themselves the way that they want to present themselves. Because of everything that went on. You know, it's easy for Brit to go out there and be Miss Goody Two-Shoes and Miss Nice Girl. It's not difficult to do, bro. Larry the dog with a 199 super chat. I know something you don't know. Larry, you're missing two teeth, bro. Hope that gets situated. Koi Stallings with a 199 super chat. Thank you, Koi Stallings. How do y'all feel about Yuda? We love Will Yuda. Just keep him away from a microphone. And Max, look at your YouTube app. If that little thumbs up is not colored in, click it. Click it. I was getting click. ready to play pilot. I forgot Jesse's got a fucking uh, announcement to make. Uh, how do y'all feel about you? We love Wheelie. You just keep him away from the microphone. And Max Chains, four month. JD, you're the GOAT. Hope Ireland was great, my dude. Can't wait for the elite to come back on TV. Ireland was great, Max. Thank you for the compliment, bro. And thank you for the four months. Let me give Jesse some good music while he... Uh, announces this uh, this thing. Bro, you could come back now. I don't think we're getting a 1,000 likes. No, man. What is wrong with your fucking fans? Bro? I don't know. Do they not like you? October, I, I, I think it's a full moon, bro. The full moon's out. October. October's been weird. I don't, I'm looking at 1,700 people currently in this chat. Why like, isn't we... there a 1,000 likes? What the I don't get it. People? Just hit the fucking thumbs up. Jeez. Just gave you two oh, and a half hours moving. of my fucking time, man. Gee, with a fucking sore throat. Let me make sure I hit them out on both my accounts here. Thank you. There, there, we, there, there we go. Done. So I don't sound like a condescending fucking prick. All right. It's not that difficult. Gee. Super chat's done? Super chat's done, bro. The floor's yours. All right. All right. So we're going to go with 900 likes. I guess that's going to be good enough. So if you have not already subscribed to my channel, Please do, and hit those alerts. I'll put something in the chat right now so that you see it. There we go. There we go. Subscribe to that channel. Thank you very much. And as you all know right now, the highest uh, contributor to the channel for the month of October um, will be moderator of the month for my channel and right here on OTS, every stream, including the members-only stream. So if you 
are the highest donor on my channel and and you're not a member here well guess what you get entitled to the members only check now for the month of october we have something big happening we are having a raffle um and i'm gonna give you guys a heads up on how to get a free entry into the raffle i'm gonna give everyone the opportunity to get one free entry into the raffle every day that i do a stream i stream on mondays on tuesdays and on friday so that's three opportunities a week to get a free entry into this raffle and trust me when i tell you this is a raffle that you want to be involved in all right so to gain a free entry into the raffle that is supported by our friend here of the channel, Osaqui Vasquez. Here's what you do. Bosch, season one, episode one, not Bosch Legacy, the original run of Bosch. You can find it on Amazon Prime Video, um, also on the free V app. On Tuesday, November 1st, I am going to ask a very random question about season one, episode one of Bosch. Just that one episode. Watch that one episode. Come to my stream. Be the first to answer the random question about that one episode. Gain a free entry into the draft coming at the end of November. The raffle will go through November. Um, the prize will be gotten to you before Christmas. That's very important. You will get it before Christmas. And trust me when I tell you, it's a top of the line, top tier ticket item. I'll give you guys more info on my stream coming up this Friday for my Rampage watch along. Thank you so much for the time, man. I greatly appreciate that. No problem, man. That's why I got you here. All right. Yeah, that oh. entire that entire spiel took five minutes, bro. I played that whole Killer Instinct theme, uh, that Killer Instinct theme that I played. Wow, did it really? I'm, yeah, I'm feel, I feel like I'm improving myself. A little there you go, little. Joseph Taylor with two dollars super chat. Maybe Chris Jericho versus Christopher Daniels. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> and Kevin Page with a one ninety nine super chat. This will be the last super chat of the evening. This buck and change is for Jesse Kiona Power. Kiona, I mean, she, she's good, man. If nothing else, just go watch the match she had with Riho. All right. You guys you'll, see what, you'll, see, you'll see the potential that I saw in her. All right. And especially looking at how long she's been wrestling when I pulled up her profile, now I'm even more amazed about what I saw. There you go. Listen, guys, I appreciate you uh, hanging out tonight. Jesse, appreciate you hanging out. Go uh, follow his channel. Go subscribe to his channel. Go right there, subscribe, and set those alerts, guys. That's important. That's important. We're about to get out of here, guys. I appreciate you. We need 38 more likes, guys. 38 more likes. Can we do it before we get out of here? Before I roll this window up, can we get 38 likes? I love it. The fans hate you. I don't know. Ever since I got back from Ireland, people fucking hate me, man. People fucking cursing me out Did on you? Twitter. 
What the fuck did I do? I was away for six days. Did you say something mean about Britt Baker or something? I did not. You did not. I did not. And a bunch of Britt Baker stands in here? I don't know, man. I enjoy DMD. <laughs> I wish she was my dentist, bro. I wouldn't be so afraid. Or may maybe, I don't know, maybe she'd fucking uh, drill me uh, when she didn't have to. Yeah, not I, give me, I, I not don't know give if me, I would trust her. Not, not give me any Novocaine is what I, I think yeah, Brett would do. Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, go and check out the extra from earlier today. It's on the homepage. Monday Night Raw Review. Go check that out. It's on the homepage. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys also keep in mind I will be live on Friday for SmackDown. So we'll see you guys live on Friday. It's going to be a very difficult night. It's going to be Game 1 of the World Series, so it may be a slow night. Um, but I will be live after SmackDown. And then, obviously, as you guys know, social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Guys, thank you for the love tonight. Thank you for all the support. I will see you all tomorrow for more extra. Until then, I need two things from you guys. Man, my VIPs, I'm talking to you. Number one, I need those rock on emojis. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And I need that music on max. Say uh, rock hard emojis. Rock on, bro. I'm not talking about Juice Robinson, bro. Get your mind out of the gut. Okay, rock on. I'll see you guys on Friday live and tomorrow with extra right here on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.